What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday Night Titans. I got to get my ship together, man. This is already a mess. It's a catastrophe already. <laughs> Tuesday Night Titans. All right, the longest, second longest, third longest running episodic program here on YouTube. Anyway, you're in here with the Bruce Wayne. It is Ish, the King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth. Yours truly, the Notorious One, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the Prognosticator Coach Radames. And you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy in the whole effing show. The CEO, Niggero, Fixes Binds, LLC. The Underbinder, the Undebatable, the Undisputed. Best entertainment here on YouTube. You also in here with the Black Professor X. The Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the Chocolate and Confucius, the Black Moses, the Deliverer. The Unbinder, the also the man that walks in the spirit of Elijah. You also better known as CGAC God Allah, and I'll be the 10 time demonetized champion of YouTube. You don't know what I do to get this show started. I have an absolute mess going on in my house right now. Uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, what looked like it was going to be a pretty much a traditional week, a very much easy week. I complicated things on Sunday afternoon, all right, and I made a mess of my week. So, um, anyway, uh, Money mindset will continue probably on Thursday, but I've got so many people coming in out of my house making repairs, uh, doing estimates. It's a crazy thing, and I'm I'm lucky to get this show started. I'm lucky to get this show started on time. But anyway, do me a favor, hit the like button, and to contribute to today's show, dial a sign the notorious CGA on the cash app Bumo. Coach Greg Adams TV and PayPal, 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 dot me backslash Coach Greg Adams and that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat new, 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 new on the Notorious CGA channel. It is Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have Gordita over here today, but I hope you have a Gordita. I hope you have a Gordita. And as you guys know, you saw earlier, Ninja, that's how we be on Gordita Tuesdays right there. All right, uh, Chocolate Uno. All right, here we go right here. When it's Gordita, we kick up dust is a must. I can't trust a skinny woman on a Tuesday. I gots to have me a Gordita. And Ranchero Chocolate gots the tequila. Here we go. Arriba, arriba. Underlay, underlay. Arriba, arriba. Here we go right here. The job be happy as hell when I be in with my Gordita. My Chalupa. My torta. Oh, my goodness. I'll be so happy on a Tuesday when I get my slow Tuesday in. Just like that. In a bag of chips, ahoy. And let me show you a couple of our gorditas for the day, gentlemen. Let me show you, man. Let me show you a couple of our gorditas. Gordita number one. Well, this isn't a gordita, but I'm going to show you right here. I don't know what in the hell is Wow, what in the hizzle is going on his ear? Oh, my goodness. Wowzers, man. What in the... Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Who in the... Look at all of them pale skins. Them peak toes is everywhere. With a couple of chalupas sitting right next to them and a couple of tortas. Hi-yi-yi. Yeah, that brother's starving. Oh, my goodness, man. All oh, the humanity. All the humanity. Yeah. 
What is going on? Ninjas will be knee deep in our gordita, our pale skin gordita. Did you see all of that? That was a disgrace. All right. I'm going to tell you this right now. But uh, it could be better uh, if you want to go with the slim version of this right here. I guess you could go. You could go with the slim version. Look at them toes. Toes out and everything, boy. Laces and toes out. Look at all. Oh, what is there? So why is there such a gap? And look at the kneecaps. Why is there a gap between her toes? There's an empty toe space right here what in the world take a look hello baby slow tuesday show me your sexy get your sexy on girl get your sexy on with all that food pop print the food pop print go crazy on tuesday yes indeed we gotta get it in y'all get it in we happy brothers out here starving where's we at the nasty boys that's nasty you see her kneecaps i tell you ninja i tell you (laughs) <laughs> we getting excited why she got a gap do you see a gap between her toes we happy on a tuesday man bring her let me at her let me at her give it to me right now i'm there andale andale arriba arriba Woo wee! come on lady bring it to me bring it to me wee! oh lord is stank you open up that stank box tell them girls look at them they all oh, ninja this is nasty. Oh, that's nasty get this off my screen oh my goodness oh did you see her kneecaps there wasn't even kneecap there she had no kneecap like how do you find her patella (laughs) all right here we go right here yeah where's her kneecaps anybody know where her kneecaps went like what happened if you twist her kneecap like where would they go anyway it's nasty boy time on a Tuesday. Oh, nasty. It's nasty boy time on a Tuesday, Ninja. We need that warm embrace. Woo! My warm embrace. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all still gonna hit. Y'all still gonna hit. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Anyway, let me check out if there's any earlier contributors to today's show. Shout out to our brother Strided Herman. Says blessings, coach. And the coach gang gang, shout out to the coach gang. He says, coach, I've always wondered, do you have a favorite instrument? Maybe one day you'll have a musical performance stream. Wish you great help. Oh yeah. Drums. I would wish I would. I wish I was a great drummer. I wish I was a great drummer. I'm not. I suck at the drums, but that's my happy instrument. When I go to a music store, it's the drums. And we do have a drummer, a uh, drummer here uh, that, that has a drummer YouTuber. Um, shout out to him. I think it's Abbott Hiker. Isn't he the drummer? I think him the drummer. All right, shout out to Justin O says, my coworker said his wife is not happy. I'm not happy. Ooh, I gave him the number to my attorney on retainer 20 years down the drain. Oh, man, that's all it takes to ignite the fuse to blow up your marriage. All that work down the liquid drano. The bait and switch is real. All right. And today's show is going to be a special show. It's a follow-up on dating stems from prostitution. You're going to be quite interested in this conversation here. But let me show you the marriage wheel real quick. Uh, dating Marriage is modern-day prostitution, essentially. But um, what we have here is uh, what people do in the marriages. It's pretty much, I pretty much, spoiler alert, these, these are all marriages. All right, connection phase, the investment phase into the bait and switch. And it starts with, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. 
All right. And then you grow apart and we grew apart. You should see these things here. Unfortunately, we got to keep repeating these, man. We got to re- keep repeating this stuff for you because um, we're saving people's lives. A lot of men are waking up. A lot of men are waking up. And I've noticed that, man, a lot of people are just saying what we've been saying for the last five to 10 years. The mainstream people are saying that it's crazy. Yep. She's not happy. She's bored. We grew apart. I'm not feeling it. You know, you know, we need space. She needs space between her legs. She needs space between her legs. Shout out to Maryland guy. He says, what's up, coach? I remember my old man told me one time, if you don't have haters, you're not doing it right, man. Haters is possible. It, it's, a, it's a part of the thing. You're right. Your dad or was that your granddad told you right. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't doing it right. Shout out to our brother Bryce. Says, the last two girls I clapped, I met at my church. <laughs> he says, praise the Lord. There you go with the Christians right there. Last two women he clapped cheeks were church girls. Yeah, the good old days are over, man. The good old, well, the good old days where you can find you a wife are over. Like, you know, not, like, well, we'll go to a good church and you'll find you a good. Where's Matt Walsh's people? Well, you go to a good church and you'll find you a good church girl. Damn. Shout out to, uh, uh, we're going to call you Sean. Jay says, different video. He says, the life after divorce lady suggested the woman cop a feel, but the man can't. Many blazing CGA. Yeah, you can touch him here and here. Don't here, here, but don't brush up on my tummy. Don't brush up on my booty. And she was like, she thought she ate. She was like, and you can do. And she freshly divorced, giving dating advice. If you don't sit your goofy ass down, <laughs> don't let me pull her goofy ass up. She had like she had she was bald up here and she had a patch of hair like this. <laughs> All right, where was that lady? She got cooked on my show. Two women got cooked with hot fish grease. Shout out to the angry man on my show yesterday. Cooked for no reason at all. That Lily White woman, Kaylee, that Lily White Kaylee that was playing track con got absolutely cooked. For no reason. I'll admit, she got cooked for no reason. <laughs> well, she was playing track, huh? But I cooked her ass just because. Just because. All right, Bob says, the fat chicks have deal. The fat chick have deal with our thigh inside. What? What does that mean? The fats. Ch- okay. <laughs> what? All right, shout out to Skylar C. Says, Coach, what's your body count over your life barbecue in there? What's my body count over my life? What? It's barbecue in there. What's my body count? Oh, you don't want to know my body count. (laughs) All right, there we go here. Let's just say it's not in the fresh territory. Shout out to Fresh CEO. (laughs) It's It's not fresh. But, um... If I could, if I did keep track of it, it'd be quite appalling. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we doing here? No government name says former first lady of Haiti indicted. Yeah, I'm going to share this story. I might not share it today, but we're going to talk about that story. Sleeping with the enemy. Um, uh, when the guy at Haiti died, when the guy in Haiti died, everybody was like the French. They, they don't want the black man to have a country. Remember that? The Haiti guy. Maybe I'll share it now. Maybe I'll share it now. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about it. I didn't know how to fit it in. 
But you know how pro blacks be. Pro blacks be like, Haiti's the only independent country in the Caribbean, and you know the the slave revolt, and they French is trying to keep us hungry, and the U.S. is out here leaving us starving. You know they be coming up with all kind of shit. They don't want us to have shit. Y'all like y'all mad insecure. You can have shit, but handle your own shit. But um, I remember I reported when the guy in Haiti got assassinated. Interesting, right? But I don't know if you guys know. His widow, his wife, and I believe his assistants indicted. Mm. Well, it doesn't mean they're guilty. Indicted for the complete being in the conspiracy to delete the president of Haiti. I don't know what his brother's name is. Let me see what his name here. President of Haiti. Um, you know, you talk about sleeping with the enemy. Here it is right here. Here it is right here. All right, let's get right here. Wife of assassinated Haitian president indicted in his deletion. Wow. <laughs> because remember, you got to, in order to get to somebody, you got to either have CIA operatives or you got to have an insider. It's an insider job to get to a president. It's an insider job. Like somebody's got to, you know, he's here, he's around the corner. You know what I mean? Like she literally, this is what they're suggesting. All right. Wife of Haitian uh, deleted president charged over his deletion. Boy, I hope that's a conspiracy. I hope they're wrong with that. Uh, Ex-prime minister among 50 charged in the assassination. Ninja inside job. Inside job. Holy mackerel. You can't trust nobody, boy. They took the ninja out, bro. Haiti president Moise. Moise's widow. Ex-prime minister among 50 charged in the assassination. Ay, ay, ay. Yikes. Boy, and oh, there goes the white man. Yeah, peace leave cool. Somebody got into it. There goes the white man. Don't ever want us to have something. Ninja, your own wife. They got to her. It says leaked documents claim first lady allegedly conspired with the prime minister to delete the president and replace him with herself. Ninja. Oh, where's the new world order here? New, 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 new world she order. She wanted the yob. She wanted to be the president, Ninja. Michelle Obama ass beach. She went full Michelle Obama on him. Ninja. <laughs> oh, oh. Ah. Ay, ay, ay. Ninja, that's a wake-up call for your ass. That's a wake-up call. Y'all better get it together. Pro Blacks, quiet as hell. Where y'all at, Pro Blacks? Where the pro-blacks at? They just want to take out the president, and they didn't want us to have our own country, and they want us to starve down there, and Hillary Clinton came down and vote. What happened? <laughs> Goodness. Inside yobbed them. Wow. Dude, I can't, you can't make this shit up. Shout out to Kevin Samuels. Rest in peace to Kevin. Bam. Sleeping with the enemy. Somebody said locals knew it was an inside job. Yeah, I mean, because you don't see here about that many people like, you know, Haiti's struggling, but you don't hear like, no, assassins. You don't see that too much these days. There's too many cameras. Like back in the day before the Zapruder film, you know what I mean? You could do some stuff like that in broad day. You can't do stuff like that in broad day. So to, for, to take down a leader of a country, you would actually have to be able to have inside information all right, they literally tried to pull a coop on that ninja. Well, they did pull a coop. 
They pulled a coop on him. They pulled a coop. He said there were signs. She tried to be and do all up in this space. Where the pro blacks at? All right. How you going to pull a coop on your own husband? BWs. BWs. You can't trust. No, dude. All right. He says, Coach, I will disagree. It's lawless. What you disagreeing about? I'm just saying it doesn't mean, I mean, you can't get to a president. Stop. It can't, you can't, like, come on, it's lawless, but damn. You still got to the president? They pulled a coop on him. A coop. Mm. <laughs> All right, anyway. Yes, SRT coop. CIA got to her. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing out here. I didn't new, say new, 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 new world order. Yeah. Et tu brute on this ninja. Et tu brute. Shout out to the sister. She looked mean. Let me pull her up. Let me look her up. Yeah, she looked like she wanted the job. And he looked like he was getting poisoned over a couple of weeks. This ninja definitely was eating rat poison. Look at him. He looking a little sick. Rest in peace. This is what happens to the ninja utopia. <laughs> We're going to have our own land. And yeah, and some wife is going to delete. The president. <laughs> All right. Mm. He said, can't argue. That ninja dead. Ooh. Anyway, despicable. Let me get on with the show. Did I get on with the show? Do I have doom and gloom? Well, I got a little bit of doom and gloom. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little doom and gloom. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's a, it's a Tuesday. Doom and Gloom CGA brought to you by the new, 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 new world. Let's put it up on the screen here. Lawsuit accuses New York National Guard soldiers of sexually exploiting migrants at the hotel. Oh, um, I guess it was on a Tuesday. About 2,100 New York National Guard troops have been tasked with helping manage the state's migrant crisis. But five New York National Guardsmen and a contract worker are accused in a federal lawsuit of sexually exploiting asylum seekers staying at one of the hotel uh, entails, and hotels in the states hosting migrants. Seven migrants detail several instances of sexual exploitation at a quality inn in Chectawaga, New York, by at least six National Guard soldiers working at the hotel to help with the influx of migrants that have been bused to the state. Them ninjas is getting nasty. Oh, that's nasty. Starving ass ninjas. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. The lawsuit, which was filed on February 8th, accuses the soldiers of taking migrants, sometimes including teenagers, away from the hotel and asking for sexual favors or attempting to enter into romantic relationships with them. Hi, yeah, yeah. Starving. Not a surprise, ninja. That's they got to go through them first. They got to go through the cartel. Then they got to go through the soldiers. Kind of how it, it's been working like that for a long ass time. Spoils of war. Ninja taking teenagers though. Hey, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. This is according to them right there. It says right there the guests were and remain particularly vulnerable given their uncertain immigrant status, lack of mobility, need of basic supplies and other needs the lawsuit read and even a trip to walmart was considered a great gift 
And uh, it says right here, uh, Sergeant Devin Colon, a religious affairs specialist with the 2nd Squadron, 101st Cavalry Regiment, is the only soldier named in a lawsuit. According to the report, Cologne or Colon was the high was the high ranking guardsman on duty at the hotel and is allegedly having inappropriate relationships with the migrant that including buying her gifts, making sexual comments and taking her to his house in other locations. Starving. He picked them out a nice piece of calico, I'm sure. Colin was also allegedly told the asylum seeker that he had the authority to help her. The lawsuit claims promising to get her and her children a house and to support them. The trip away from the hotel were referred to as dates by Colin. The lawsuit claims, noting that one of the occasions the soldiers arranged with six other guardsmen to tra- transport the woman and her children to a rental property about two hours from the hotel. The soldiers then allegedly demanded sexual favors from the woman, which the suit claims she reluctantly agreed. Oh, no. Yeah, the freak off migrant style. According to the report, Colin or Cologne then texted the woman the next day and apologized while telling her to keep the encounter a secret. Uh, So he admitted it, quote, I am just so lost and I need to find myself again. Oh, ninja, this is just... Oh, Oh, my goodness. He said, I am just so lost and I need to find myself again. I don't recognize the man I have become in these last few months, the text read, according to the lawsuit. Cologne is also accused of taking at least one other woman and her children from the hotel and giving the mother a massage while flirting with her teenage daughter, Ninja. Oh, Lord, right here. Later texting the teen to tell her he thought she was attractive, the lawsuit claims. Yeah, that brother's starving. Oh, no. Yeah, I thought it was that bad. I thought it was that bad. Well, he he, he texted, and I guess it is what it is. There's no defending this. This ninja was out here being a nasty boy. And did they say he was the religious leader? Let me see here. They they gave him a title. Says right here he was the, um, the religious affairs specialist. Yeah, the Christians. There go the Christians again. He got weak. The uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Oh, man, that's crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, we got another one. Many of them. Okay, let me see here. It says many of the migrants are housed at hotels. And it says another teenager at the hotel claimed that a National Guard soldier identified only as Thomas in the lawsuit groped her, causing her to run away. Oh. Other children were warned to stay away from Thomas, the lawsuit claims. This is a disgrace. All right, man, almighty ninja. He taking them right off the top. This is called, this is called taking a little bit off the top. Yeah, war brides. Yeah, man, boy, if they actually knew, if they, if they actually knew what would happen in wartime, you'd be disgraced. The ninjas, what ninjas was doing to them Afghan women, women back in the day. I won't say too much. All right, I won't say too much, but that's Doom and Gloom CGA today. We'll give you another upgrade update on the migrants 
tomorrow. We got some updates on the migrants tomorrow. And the reality is there's going to be more and more of this going on with these migrants. They're going to cause quite the ruckus um, coming up. They're going to cause quite the disturbance in the force uh, in times. So this is what to be ready for this. And there's going to be women that say, hey, they had no choice. I was like this woman said, I was forced to do a train. Yang. I can't. Train she complied because really, what can she do? All right. She like, hey, I guess I'm in a better place. But I told. Well, listen, I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to piss people off. Sam says, women use sex as a tool. As a matter of fact, timely, timely text. Women use sex as a tool from an early age to get what they want. Indeed, he says it goes from bad to worse when women use sex as a tool in a marriage. When you're when you suffer a sexless marriage or suffer a bitter divorce, sex is the one thing that is withdrawn. It's the only thing you cannot negotiate in marriages and relationships and thus it is perceived as she still is gifting this to you, right? She's loaning it to you, as a matter of fact, or she sold it to you. And no no longer are you together. The sex is off the table. We really haven't figured out how to deal with sex in a proper manner because women definitely have 100% of control of the sex, and they can get 100% of control of the resources as well. It's the really catch-all in the entire dating marketplace. That is the one thing. It's the one thing that we really haven't, Define clear rules on because feelings. We're going to talk about this when we talk about the main event story, how traditional dating in America stems directly from prostitution. You're going to be, you're going to, if you miss my first stream and a half on this subject, I'm going to give you more information as to how the traditional date has evolved into what people call the traditional date. But in fact, it is anything but traditional. It does not have many roots in traditionalism and or gentleman lifestyle and culture. You're going to be absolutely shocked and amazed at this presentation. Okay. Rock Starring says, Coach, the lady let her kid wax get arrested. Oh, the lady letting her kid wax got arrested. Yes, I'm going to update you on that story, I think, maybe today or tomorrow. But, yeah, she got arrested. Of course, the Internet don't play. Free Kekistan, if men want to feel married, find a woman that won't have sex with you and buy her a house. Yes, only in her name. Just give her the house. That's what marriage is. All right. Uh, Mr. or Mrs. C says, Coach can't read, but he's a true mentor to us all. Can't count how many times he says something I've lived through. Thank you, big homie. Shout out to you. Thank you. Um, I think I need my glasses. Yeah. I think I need my glasses. I, or I need to make the screen bigger. I need to make the screen bigger. I'm at the age. You know what I mean? I, I'm at the age, but you know. I'm going to wear my hater blockers. Ninja, you hating, but you donated, so you got to sneak this in. All right, I'm going to wear my hater blockers so I can read the words off the screen. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. We got wise, says my coworker said he didn't want his son to date a girl from a divorced home. Everyone attacked him. But I was the only one that agreed with him. You see, that helped already. That helped already. All right, there you go right there. Look at that. My hater blockers. All right, hater blockers, hater blockers. But, hey, he says my coworker said he didn't want his son to date a girl from a divorced home. Did he say this in the divorce? He said it's in the divorce? I'm sorry, he said this at work? <laughs> he said this at work? 
All right, what's going on there? He said that at work. Why are you discussing that at work? But you're discussing that at work. So his coworker said he didn't want his son to date a girl from a divorce home. Everyone attacked him. But I was the only one to agree with him. Shout out to you, man. You didn't do the coward move. You didn't do the coward move. But uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a, these are realistic situations. In fact, the data proves that women, particularly girls that grew, grew up in divorce homes, are 68% more likely to divorce. They're 68%. Like, it's almost guaranteed. Most of the women, and if they came from a broken home, they're less likely to be able to have a successful marriage. This is an absolute truth. This is an absolute truth. And we're going to talk about this when we talk about courting or dating. I gave it away. Uh, Shout out to Scope says, a lot of immigrants consider dating prostitution. And he says, haven't heard this in this space until CGA. Facts. And I'm telling you, I'm hearing a lot. You know, I see a lot of Instagram posts. Because I know a lot of people listen to me. They, they make their Instagram videos. I'm got to be, I got to be one of the first people to go off on that limb. And I don't, I hate to pat myself on the back. But I kind of was the first one to be like dating stints for prostitution. I, I, I Come on, man. Yeah. Shout out to no government name. I, sh- I appreciate that post Um, and update. I was really kind of the first person to go off on that limb on dating and prostitution. And I created the link. I created the link. I'm going to create it again later on in today's show of how it's hand in hand. What we consider traditional dating, traditional dating. This is stems from prostitution. All right, listen, um, shout out to my, these are my computer glasses sponsored by Razor. These are to block out the blue light. And these are great glasses, by the way. You're supposed to wear these when you're, when, you're, when you're looking at the computer screen eight hours a day. Look at that. All right, these are good glasses. I need to clean them off. They, they cool, too. I like, I like them. All right, anyway. I was kind of one of, all right, yeah, one of the first people to go off on this limb. Anyway, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's go. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle Sniggle Theater is back. Hit that like button. We got 1,500 people about Straggle Sniggle Theater. Let me get my banner up. What's first on Straggle Sniggle Theater? Let me see what we got. Oh, okay. We got a girl with a big booty trying to sneak out. I don't know what she's doing here, but uh, as you can see, it looks like she's charged with stealing. She tried to sneak out. But her booty too fat. And your booty is stuck in there. Yo, you do got a, you got a fat ass, though. It's, it's back there. It's stuck. Yeah, you, you might as well give up. That booty stuck, girl. Yeah, go the other way. That booty too stays too big. Ma'am, your booty is stuck in there. Oh, no. You do got a, you got a fat ass, though. It's, it's back there. It's stuck. Yeah. yeah, she's stuck. All right, so another certified straggle tried to escape without paying. Typical behavior. Typical behavior of the strag, but um, they got a security device measured specifically to trap strags and big fat booties. All right. So there you go right there with these big spread booties, these donkey duty booties. All right. And these strags can't get away with it. But I bet you if it was a flat back, 
All right, if it was a flatback, she would have been able to skeet up out of there. But, of course, your fat ass tried to steal in the store, and they locked your ass in. You tried to crawl up under there with your fat booty, and your fat booty got caught. Hey, I guarantee you this device is specifically for strags and big booty hoes. Yes. Mm. (laughs) All right, here we go right here. I bet you white women can get out. I bet you white women can get out. (laughs) He said, you stuck. Might as well give up. Ass is fat, though. (laughs) Ass is fat. All right, let's take you to the spectrum, and we're going to take you to Kaylee here. Uh, There's a guy on the stage here, a so-called comedian, and he's engaging with the audience, and somebody's yelling out stuff with him, and he's giving them the authority to yell out. But I want you to listen. I've been telling you about the spectrum, something else that I came up with, yes, to teach you. But I tell you, women are on a spectrum. They're not all compartmentalized. And where men make mistakes is we compartmentalize women to make us feel better as to which women we're dealing with. So you'll say, hey, a streetwalker is a streetwalker. A 304 is a 304. A skeezer is a skeezer. A church girl is a good girl. You know, a wife is a wife. And, um, you know, a, a mom is a mom. And you'll be like, none of these women bleed over into each other. You compartmentalize them. But I've been busting that up. I've been saying, no, some of y'all moms were skeezers. Some of, some of these church girls are 304s. Some of these prostitutes are mothers. Some of these strippers are teachers. Like I'm telling you, they are on a spectrum, and it depends on how you're dealing with them. How did you meet them? As a teacher? Well, I met her as a stripper, and she's the same woman. That's the spectrum. And in real time, two men can have two different definitions of said woman. Now, it's men's fault for compartmentalizing women because they'll say, I don't date those type of girls. And I say, oh, yes, you do. You just know her as a different girl. You know her as the nice girl. You know her as the girl who you ran game on. I know her as the girl from the JUCO. And it can be the same girl, same time, same date, same location. It just matters how we see them and how we met them. And all women are on a spectrum. So not me, women aren't one-dimensional. Men tend to be one-dimensional. Women aren't one-dimensional. They all over the fucking place. And with this being said, I want you to listen, not so much as to what this skit means, But listen to the woman as she explains and reveals the spectrum. Listen to the spectrum. So she says, I'm a special ed dance teacher. That's where it starts off. And she starts off triggered. I'm a special ed dance teacher. I think she says, I was a special ed dance teacher. All right. I feel like that's mean. My childhood but parts of it were miserable and i'm thinking the only thing that would make it worse would be (laughs) i'm like the other kids don't respect me because i can't read and you're like wait till they see you in a leotard what type of dance mostly ballet you don't do that anymore no i moved oh okay yeah it's probably also because it's not a thing um I was in special ed. There wasn't anyone fucking waltzing between the desks. That's... So what do you do now that you're not um, torturing kids? But, uh... I'm a stripper. <laughs> in Canada, strippers are fully naked, but they don't do that here, right? Oh, cool. All right. It's mandatory for us. So let me stop it right there because Fannie Willis is an example of a woman on the spectrum. So... Fanny Willis out here drinking Grey Goose in a full strag. 
She out here allegedly dating gang man, gang gang bangers, but she's also the district attorney. But in this kit, in this situation, she says, "I'm a, I was a special ed teacher and I taught kids ballet." And then boom, she's a stripper now. That's an example. That's an example of the spectrum where this woman is in a normal setting with you. You think strippers like are crawling around on their belly and then they show up at three, four o'clock in the afternoon in the afternoon and then they meet their den mother and they crawl underneath the hole or the sewer and then they strip and they go back under the sewer or in a street corner. That's what you think. And I'm here to tell you, that's not how strippers are. Strippers are right there out in the open. You would never know. (laughs) You would never know. You think they show up all greasy and glittery and got oil on their titties all day and they just naked all the time. That's not how they are. They sometimes walk around in sweats, all right? And you wouldn't even know if that woman's a stripper. Trust me, I lived in Southern California in Las Vegas uh, for a long time. I've seen women that I've known are strippers look very normal, okay? Very normal. So that's an example of the spectrum, how fast it could be where one people identify her as this and another people know her as that. Yeah, and she's like, yep, I be having my titties out. I have my coochie out, and I be out there shaking my moneymaker. And then I was a teacher prior to that. <laughs> isn't that isn't that crazy? The spectrum is real. All right, what do we got here? According to this skit, we have a skit of a man who has been uh, found divorce papers, and he calls his wife about the divorce here. I don't know if this is a skit, but we'll go with it. Hey, why is divorce papers on the table? What the fuck you mean is what I came in the house with divorce papers on the table. You know what I'm talking about. Because I found somebody else. But what the fuck you mean you found somebody? How did that, that don't fucking work like that? We married, bro. It does work like that, though. We all the way married, though, bro. I don't like your kids either. They're weak as hell in sport. Bro, really? She gonna talk about my kids, bro? There's a lot of reasons why. Wow, bro. Hey, where are you at right now? It don't even matter where I'm at. Hey, Rip, bro, for real. We not we didn't even talk about none of that shit, bro. We just came back from Cali anything, bro. Come home, bro. Recording for what? What are you? I'm just I'm recording because this is stupid as fuck, bro. I come in the house with divorce papers. For no reason. Okay, sign them. I'm not signing shit. Come home so we can talk about this shit. You got an attorney? I do have an attorney. There's nothing to talk about. Bro, I didn't know nothing about this shit. Come home. Okay, well, surprise. Bro, quick. Oh man. The acting on this is terrible, but, you know, it wouldn't be done like this. I think there's divorce papers. You would have to be properly served uh, divorce papers. You would not find them in the house. But, you know, most people don't know this. But uh, we'll we'll give it a we'll give it a we'll give it a C minus uh, for acting skills is he didn't know how to inflect and he didn't know how to go through ranges of emotion. He just stayed amped up the entire time, which is probably something you wouldn't do, but we'll take it. Um, yeah, um, there he is being emotional about it, but yeah, you would be served divorce papers in almost every instance, somebody, a sheriff, a process server will serve them on you. They would not be sitting on the table unless, you know, and they, even if he signed them, it would not be legitimately served upon him. And therefore he could contest any of this, uh, uh, proceedings. He would not know them. But anyway, um, there it is right there. There's a skit of people using these things that we call the red pill, uh, real life conversations to be able to get views. And that's the dangerous thing because it's hard for people to determine what is a skit and what is not. And, uh, but it is a learning experience. So it does give conversation and means to talk. But I think these, these skits are taking advantage of 
real life insecurities of men and women, to be honest with you. And then it triggers people and then it gets a conversation going. The good thing about Straggle and Cynical Theater is we play skits and we can discuss it. But I try to at least warn you of what's going on or what you see here as to so you don't get too triggered. All right. Uh, but those things happen. Those things happen to a lot of men. And it's a very touchy subject as to say, then how do men deal with this? Well, that guy's raging out and he probably wants to uh, he wants to snuff someone out at this point. Anyway, Straggle Sniggle goes along. We have two mastodons, two white mastodons with big fat feet and pink toes. And we have a sniggle. All right. And we have a hidden camera, allegedly a hidden camera. And we're going to see what this sniggle is up to. Roll the film. Oh, oh. Oh. Are you okay? Oh, whew. my sugar. Your sugar? Yeah, can I get one of them grapes? Yeah. You need me to get you a juice or something no, out just, of the machine? I just, I just need a grape. They got just enough sugar in them. You sure? Here, can you put it in your mouth? I'm can sorry. You... <laughs> oh, give me one more. Oh. Do you need me to call somebody? Oh, the humanity. Man. All right, so something he caught a cramp and he needs some grapes. But take a look at these two people right here. Woo-wee. What in the West Virginia is going on here? What city is this? What city are these two queens from? Pog. <laughs> All right, what, city, what two cities are these? Look at the chin on. Ugh. Oh, my. All right, yeah, um, we don't see this camera standing in front of you and the guy there. They're just ignoring that person standing there. Okay, all right, uh, look at these people right here. Look at the, somebody's wife. Somebody's wife. Whose wife are these right here? That's somebody's wife right there. And maybe a daughter, potentially. <laughs> what part of the city is this uh definitely seattle i get i can get seattle for sure that's definitely seattle north carolina where y'all got where y'all at birmingham durham north carolina appeared twice there north carolina appeared twice we got wisconsin roanoke virginia same region all right henderson north carolina that's the third one north carolina this is yours texas all right, we got North Carolina again. Oh, my goodness. North Carolina for the win. We'll give you to you right there. North Carolina gets it. All right. Wow. Is he from Mississippi? That looks Mississippi, too. I can see Mississippi here and take a look at her. Man, look at that grill. I wish I can zoom in just a little bit more. Her head looked like Andre the Giant. Hold on for a second. Let's pull it up. She looking like Andre the Giant. Man, that is a dome. That is a massive cranium. <laughs> she got a massive cranium. Where is it? All right, look at her head. Tell me her head ain't looking like Andre the Giant. Take a look. Don't she look like Andre the Giant? I'm going to go back to it. Hold on for a second. Let me find the skit. Hold on for a second. Let me see here. All right, uh, we're going to compare the two. 
Her head looking like Andre the Giant. Right there. Look, look. Am I tripping? Look. Damn. That's Andre the Dot Giant daughter. daughter. <laughs> Look at that. The eighth wonder of the world. All right, man. That is nuts. All right, boy. And somebody beating the brakes off of that, too. You already know it. Straggle and Snickle Theater coming back right here. Blink twice if you need help. We got a sugar daddy here. We got a sugar daddy here. Take out your boy right here. What is that on his, What is going on with people? Oh, the humanity. What is that on his head? What is this on his head? I hope this is maybe a religious thing going on. But we definitely have what looks like Southern California, and this could be around Beverly Hills. It could be. I can't really see the street name. What is this on this ninja's head? <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe that's a religious thing. All right, he got his shirt wide open, not even zipped up. He got a two-tone. His head, his neck, and his chest are three different colors. <laughs> and what is he, she doing? What are them, they is on his arm? Okay, how did we meet? All right, we got Sugar Daddy Special coming up. All right, she matching. <laughs> this woman's matching. Her shirt and her boots are matching. You talk about trashy, gaudy ass. Okay. All right, they in love. I'm, they're in love. All right, here we go. So how did you guys meet each other? I met online. Online? online? Yeah. And uh, what's the age difference between you two? I am 42. Nice. And what about you? 25. 25. Oh. And the age, it's not really a factor at all? I mean, I prefer women who are more feminine and, you know, I mean, more submissive. So I uh -huh. think women, younger women, you know, expect more leadership from an older man. Uh-huh. And uh, what about you? Like, what do you look for in a guy? Money. Money? Oh. Um, so uh, is there, like, a amount he has to make a year? Like, no, he just has to treat me like a princess. What if he makes, like, 20K a year? You, you, you don't care? As long as he treats me well, I'm fine. As long as he spoils me. Probably a lot of attention, correct? Like, pretty much? Cool. Interesting. Thank you. God bless Thank you. you. I don't know, man. I don't know, brother. <laughs> uh, something ain't right. Something, something just ain't right. Something ain't right about this, bro. Something ain't right. There's, this seems all wrong. First of all, first of all, this ninja quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton, and you supposed to be dominant, the submissive? Is he Pakistani or Indian? Okay, hold up for a second. Let's break this shit down. So, how did you guys meet each other? I met online. I met online. All right. Uh, millionaire matchmaker, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> millionaire matchmaker, shout out to you. No judgment zone here. Online? Yeah. And uh, what's the age difference between you two? I am 42. Nice. And what about you? 25. Cap. Mm. Capity cap cap. 25. Oh, that nose a little bit too wide to be a woman, y'all. That's a wide, that is not, brothers, that is a Zimzer. But 25, send it. 25, my ass. 25 plus 15. 25, Ninja, you better be checking the birth certificate, driver's license, passport, and betwixt the legs. Watch out for the Twix. There's definitely a Twix in here. All right, hold up. 
Okay, and look at this ninja over here. Look at this ninja. <laughs> Yo, what's that on your brothers? What in the hell is going on with people? I'm losing faith in humanity. We need to normalize. Uh, we need to normalize making shit normal again. <laughs> we got too much. We got too much personal expression where I can't judge you, man. Coach brother, what is that on your head? Okay, you're 42 and she's 42. All right, continuing. 25 and the age it's not really a factor at all i mean i prefer women who are more feminine and you know women who are more submissive so no oh. you prefer you prefer women who are feminine and submissive well what is this well how do you explain this sir how do you explain this he whispering mm, i would prefer and why did you even stop for this interview well, i uh-huh. think women younger women you know expect leadership from him. yeah more leadership mm. older man uh-huh and uh what about you like what do you look for in a guy money yeah <laughs> right yeah you like this is about the money yeah them hands them fingers a little too big bruh he ship jim zer said money well at least we're honest about it we were honest and look at this ninja's face <laughs> Oh, I appreciate the honesty, but there's some lies here. You've told a couple of lies. I can't tell as if the truth here. Money. Um, so uh, is there like a amount he has to make a year? Like, No, he just has to treat me like a princess. Princess? Oh, princess. What if he makes like 20K a year? You, you, you don't care? As long as he treats me well, I'm fine. As long as he spoils me. Oh, spoil me. Okay, spoil me. He said, I got money. Hey, he got his arm candy. He got him a little thin piece of calico. Or I don't know what to call it. What you call it? Or Twix. Is that a what you call it? I don't know, man. This is wild. I can't stand y'all ninjas. All right, let's take you to uh, a very concerning scene right here. I don't know what this is. There's a wedding proposal going on between a pookie. And a certified strag. Take a look at this. And she definitely looked like she got Down syndrome. She got some sort of, she missing a chrome. I don't know what happened is going on here. You know, her face is a little small. She definitely looked like she's uh, beaten down, got beaten down woman syndrome. But this pookie is proposing to her and he got, he laying his pimp hand down. He definitely looked like one of his hoes or she looked like one of his hoes. Let's take a look at this proposal then. <laughs> evaluate what's going on here let's take a look straggle with sniggle theater you make the call i don't bother him four times took him back every time i'll be damned if i take him back this time so i got one question for you okay you ready for the question you ready me will you marry me no no i, I, I can't hear you yeah, she got fetal alcohol syndrome or something. She a little Millie in the mouth. She I ain't seen them any light skins Millie in the mouth. All right, she got big hoop earrings. Hey, will you marry me? All right. All right. All right. Yeah. She got a little bit. Okay, they kissing. All right. I, I don't know. Hey, she's mine now, baby. 
go. I'll be committed to you. Oh. I'll always love you. Oh. What is going? I'll be committed what? to you. Oh no. I'll always love you. Huh? Nothing in this world could make me walk away. No matter what. Oh no. What? I'll be by your side. No matter Not what. Not the margarita. It won't be. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this wedding is about to be the ghettoest wedding you ever seen what city is this is this gary indiana gary indiana stand up and he's standing over her like bitch you mine she's a she mine now oh man and I don't think she looks none too happy. Who Mammy is that singing in the back? <laughs> this is a disaster. I don't think this is going to end well. Let's ring the bell. This one's not going to end well. This is going to end with somebody buried somewhere. The Baton Rouge. Oh, my goodness. Baton Rouge, stand up. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Look. I'll be committed to you. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. I can't show it. Nothing in this world could make me walk oh, look at her. away. Look at her. Nothing in this world can make you walk away. And he's standing over top of her. After he proposed, she side-eyeing him. He definitely beat. Well, I'm thinking he put pause on this woman on a regular basis. Is this Diddy and Cassie? Allegedly. Allegedly. This ninja standing over top of her. What the? And this, who mammy is that singing, bro? <laughs> no matter what life may bring, I'll be by your side. No matter what it takes, no. it won't be. And are they at the Golden Corral? I see a buffet in the back. Are they at the Golden Corral? <laughs> they got a buffet. They got a buffet in the back. Try going sniggle theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. All right, uh, blink twice. Uh, some ladies, uh, go help that poor woman. Uh, that's somebody's daughter. Uh, somebody go help that poor woman. I don't think she gonna make it. I don't think she gonna make it. Something, something just ain't right. <laughs> help the help the children. Somebody says something very, very uh, poignant here. A lot of migrants consider dating prostitution. We gonna talk about that. We gonna cut up. All right, what do we got here? Okay, let me check if there's any uh, love over here. There's not, so we'll go over here. Uh, we got uh, there's not, so we'll keep the we'll keep the show going, mother suckers. All right, the legacy of family. Uh, the legacy of family, what do we got here? Uh, the legacy of family for you legacy ninjas, the Matt Walsh's of the world that say, well, forget about it. Just roll the dice. You might ruin your life, but just roll the dice. This is child support is fraud. With the clip of a mother who gives up or attempts to give up her paternal rights to avoid $13,000 in child support arrears. 
As you can see, there's a woman at the bottom of the screen on this Zoom call. It looks like baby daddy is one of these. I can't tell. All right. There looks like two potential baby daddies here. And there's some attorneys and people who work. Uh, it says credit report or maybe child support services. Judge pretty much useless at the top of the screen on the left. And the woman is going to say, hey, well, I don't want these damn kids. She said, F them kids. The children live with Mr. Cuellar? Um, like four years now. Okay. During the last four years, have you um, provided any support directly for the children? Um, as in giving him physically money, no. But taking him out and doing stuff, yes. I just recently haven't been due to situations of lack of communication. For a total of $13,864, are you in agreement with that amount? I'm not. Yes, we can do that. Oh. Okay. And state is asking for that to be paid off at $85 per month. Would you be in agreement with that? 85 I can do, yes. Mm. Okay. Can we actually do 100 a month? To oh, make it a great. split? 100? Okay. I mean, I mean, we're certainly in agreement to do it higher if that's what you want to do. I'd rather just have a straight $100 a month. Is there anything else you want to bring to the court's attention? At this moment, no. Um, I guess right now I am actively searching for an attorney to relinquish my rights fully over to Javi. Once I do that, will I still have to be paying back pay of what I, of that hundred dollars a month is paying for? Oh, ninja. Yeah. Parental rights. Did I say paternal? It might be paternal. 85 a month. Divided by 13085 a month. Bitch, you're going to be paying that off for like 20 years. <laughs> that shit going to take forever. You might want to accelerate them payments. You're going to be paying that off for at least a decade. You're never going to catch up, and you're never going to leave the country. Your passport's going to get revoked. And then you bumped it up to 100 as if you're going to do anything. All right, that's only 1200 in a calendar year. Yeah, that's going to take you over a decade to pay off, plus the interest at 7% that they're charging you. I hope you're not planning on going out of the country because you're just number one, number one. And you're probably paying a hundred dollars on top of whatever they ordered you to pay, but they put on $13,000 of arrears plus interest. The child support's got to get paid somehow. The scam's got to work. And then she says, I don't want my parental rights. And then she then says, she then says, if I give away my parental rights, do I have to pay the arrears to child support? Uh, <laughs> this is nuts. This is nuts. And she thought she was negotiating. I think I guarantee you what they cut out was they gave her a payment as to a monthly obligation. Then they wanted the arrears. How much are you going to pay in addition? So she's negotiating the extra 85 to a hundred dollars. That's probably in addition to a continued monthly obligation of child support. I think they cut that out. And she does, she, I don't know if she's aware of it. So she bumped it up to 100 as to attack the arrears, the 1300. But there's probably a continual payment going forward. Yeah, man. And so women are like, well, forget it. I ain't in it. I'm going to be out here hoeing and I'll give up my parental rights. By the way, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can give up custody time and there's probably what she's going to do. But she's trying to give up parental rights as to not pay the arrears. Uh, by the way, the arrears are already there. So 
even if you give up the custody, the arrears are backdated to whenever the uh, custody dispute was filed or the child support thing was filed. So you can't, you can't get out of the arrears. And if they let her out of the arrears, it would be criminal. Uh, so she's going to have to pay that and or she's going to she's going to have to go to jail. And I think Javi wants to throw her ass in jail because she's a hoe. She knows she's a hoe. How do I know? Because I told you so. All right. The legacy of the family. Let's talk about the black community. Uh, they are always victims of their own. I don't know what. Victims of their own dependency to the government. And they did this and they made us live here and they gave us this and they did this and they tore up the family and they gave us welfare in Section 8. And they told them, man, they always 45, 50, 60, 70 years and they did this and they planned this and it was right as they planned, ass ninjas. <laughs> you ever hear ninjas? And that's exactly how the government wanted it. How does that help the situation? By saying this is a conspiracy, and the government wanted it that way, and that's how they organized it around y'all goofy asses. Yes, but let's take it around right here. Y'all continuing leaning, leaning on the government, and that's how they planned it on your goofy ass. Yes, you're right. And how does that help anything going forward? All right, here's this woman gonna explain how the welfare system was used against them. They gave them crumbs over here, distracted them a little sleight of hand. But they removed the father. And look at James Evans looking ass over here. He looked like one of them daddies that don't think shit's funny. All right. What you laughing at? I said you think shit's funny out here. I bet you if I go get that belt, ain't nothing going to be funny. This ninja right here. A real daddy. A real daddy out here. A daddy that give ass whoopings because he got humiliated at the plant by his supervisor. as daddy. And he probably got Heron in his pocket. All right. Uh, anyway, let's hear what they got to say here. Uh, let's come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give me the volume. Give me the volume. People are capable of working and are willing to work. But it's it's just the way it's set up. The, the mother and the children are better off if the husband isn't working or if the husband isn't there. And this breaks up so many poor families. One of the saddest things is that many of the children whose parents are on welfare will in their turn end up in the welfare trap when they grow up. The people who get on welfare lose their human independence and feeling of dignity. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. They become subject to the dictates and whims of their welfare supervisor who can tell them whether they can live here or there, whether they may put in a telephone, what they may do with their lives. They're treated like children, not like responsible adults. And they're trapped in the system. Maybe a job comes up that looks better than welfare, but they're afraid to take it because if they lose it after a few months and maybe six months or nine months before they can get back onto welfare. As a result, this becomes a self-perpetuating cycle rather than simply a temporary state of affairs. I think a lot of people... Yeah, I mean, uh, this, is the, this, this story is just as old as time. Uh, people were trying to make a correction. I'm telling you, man, y'all guys... The black community shot themselves in the foot a long time ago, and it's going to take, well, I don't think there's any hope in saving it at this point. Um, I just say save yourself, black men, all right, because it's done. You guys have been torched in this psycho, vicious cycle, and you have to detach. You have to detach from this government. But but what typically will happen is uh, these people, are, I know, and, and they won't listen to nothing. Let a white or let, let one of these Milton show up as a social worker. All of a sudden, y'all want to listen. So you're saying, like, I need to fill this out? 
and I need to wait six months for my rent voucher, and I need to go out. And you will listen to a social worker all day long, a fucking social worker. All right, now, I don't know if you know, shout out to all my social workers out here, no disrespect, but you know I do flame professions for a profession. All right, on the hierarchy on people you should listen to, social workers, if you're listening to a fucking social worker, you're down bad. You're down bad, bro. Like, you had no balls. You got no spine. You got no direction. If you're just listening to, okay, and you say I need to do this, and you say I need to apply for that, and you say I need to go to this school, you see I need to go to Head Start, you're listening to a fucking social worker. Like, bruh, I mean, them people are low on the rung of listening to authority. They don't know shit. They don't know shit until people tell them shit. Just to be honest with you, I'm just letting you know. They low on the rung of who I should listen to in life. (laughs) <laughs> anyway but y'all didn't just be out here the social worker come in all right waddle in there to come in there okay all right i see you have this and all right okay you already fill this out fill out form number one a b c d z all right flip it over sign that sign your life away you'll get six months and then you'll get a number you'll come down and stand in a long ass fucking line mm. <laughs> when the social worker said man please bruh and y'all, it's, it's been over for y'all. And so then, well, the social worker said, I can withdraw from the welfare. I got to keep you on child support because I'll lose my welfare. <laughs> right? Just like, oh, my Lord. Like, bruh, like y'all do. And y'all fell for it. But then y'all want to tell us. And they told us out here. And that lady came. And that white lady came. Oh, hell. And but y'all, but look, y'all let these, these plantation people get y'all on this trap. And then they told us it's just, you know, he can't keep a job. And then it's better to have him out of the house. And I'm like, did you hear what they told you? This is the 1970s. <laughs> this is the 1970s. And y'all still singing the same sad ass song. Sad as fuck. Because y'all listening to the system. Unbelievable. <laughs> Social workers are pissed right now. But I'm going to tell you. In the hierarchy of people I will ever listen to, a social worker is fucking on the low end. On, I mean, super low. Dude, I will listen to just about a, a garbage collector before I listen to a social worker. <laughs> anyway, anyway. All right, unbelievable, bro. Like a government social worker? Are you kidding me? I'm from the State Department of Social Work. Oh, Jesus. People are capable of working and are willing to work. But it's, it's just the way it's set up. The, the mother and the children are better off if the husband isn't working or if the husband isn't there. And this breaks up so many poor families. One of the saddest things is that many of the children whose parents are on welfare will in their turn end up in the welfare trap when they grow up. The people who get on welfare lose their human independence and feeling of dignity. Man, imagine waiting on these people to complete your life. Brothers, I tell you, man, I will never wait around for you people. If you got to wait for his herb ass. I'm not going to say what race, what <laughs> you got to wait for that. Know herb. I can't say that. You got to wait for this herb to tell you what to do next in life. Imagine. Imagine. Somebody said I'm an ex-social worker. No lies told. 100% human resources, social work, child support agents. Losers, bro. These people are losers, man. In life. They lost in life, fam. They lost in life. They like settled. Okay, what else? What can I do? All right, here I am. 
But this is right here. This herb is going to tell us what to do. 50, 60 years down the line. Oh, I listened to Milton Herb. And we lost our independence, our dignity. Are you on a slave plantation? Are you serious? These people, man, I swear to God, got y'all hemmed up in this project, all clammed in there, pissy-ass mattresses in the elevator. I don't understand, man. Well, I'm a runaway slave-ass ninja. I'm going to tell you this. I refuse, man. Do for self. They become subject to the dictates and whims of their welfare supervisor who can tell them whether they can live here or there, whether they... The welfare supervisor who could tell you whether they live here or there. By the way, this is 20 years in from the black migration from the South. The One of the reasons that these people are in this situation is the migration from the South to the Northeast and to the Midwest and into the West Coast. I broke this down. I broke this down. And people don't really realize that that was happening. That wasn't even two decades in from the migration, the mass migration from Jim Crow South. So these are Bamas. These are Bamas. These weren't people that lived in this area for 40 years. These are new people. I broke this down so you can understand because you guys don't really see how close things are historically. These are the Bamas that left and they went to these cities and the social workers like, what the fuck do we do to these people? Okay, build these projects. All right, throw them in there, and we'll figure it out one by one, case by case. <laughs> All right, what's your name? All right, okay, let's give you a name and a number. This is what's happening. And I tried to break it down for you. You would wonder, well, they want us in this condition. That, guys, these are new people to this area. These are the second generation of people then from that area. But anyway, <laughs> this is crazy. And imagine listening to Milton, bruh. I mean, come on, man. We got to have a better plan than this. We got to have a better plan. They may put in a telephone what they may do with their lives. They're treated like children, not like responsible adults. Yeah, there we go right there, man. Sitting on the corner, selling rocks, rocks and smoking weed. Uh, yeah, these are your people, bruh. They just didn't have a plan. They didn't have a plan. 15 years sitting there. 15 years sitting there. This is how every rapper came came ahead. And as a matter of fact, you take, you take rappers, you could trace them right back to the South really quickly. All right, all the rappers that came up in the 90s, you could trace them back to the Kerry Beans or the South. All right, their, their family came in from the South. You can trace them back. But anyway, sad to see the legacy of family here. All right, uh, apparently here, Airbnb's, Airbnb host, Sends guest's wife footage of him with another woman after he left a bad review. Mm. Oh, no. It says right here, in a startling turn of events that has left social media buzzing, an Airbnb host took revenge in an extreme way. Following a negative review, Sean McKay, or Mackey, had, who had rented a charming home dubbed a little bit more country in Memphis. There goes Memphis again. There goes Memphis during the fall of 2022 found himself in a bitter dispute with his host over additional charges. That's definitely an Airbnb story. Uh, Mackie, alongside three friends, booked the property from September 9th to September 11th to enjoy a weekend of football festivities. Although he had initially informed the host, Pamela Fowler, about the possibility of having a few extra friends over for dinner, the situation took a left turn when Fowler demanded an extra $960. She claimed Mackie had violated two house rules by inviting more guests 
then agreed upon. They probably spent the night. And it says right here, refusing to buckle under the unexpected fees, Mackey's defiance led to an unforeseen and personal counterattack. Fowler allegedly escalated the situation by sending Mackey's wife security camera footage showcasing Mackey with another woman. <laughs> All right, right there. All right, and shout out to this act of retaliation rooted in a dispute over a mere property review. Um, and an extra fee has now spiraled into a legal battle with the lawsuit filed in a Mississippi district court. Sydney Ninja got the ninja. Straight jacket. Got him. <laughs> she said, Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha. Gotcha. Got your ass. All right. She was like, Oh, you going to do me that? That's what I'm going to do to you. I guess I'm going to send your wife footage of some of your guests. That you was in there clapping cheeks, right, Dale? That's actually a terrible thing, man. I'm gonna tell you, that's a terrible thing. But she got him. Yeah, I, I would say I gotcha, bitch. She got him. She filed for that. But it is right. It is only okay. You wanted to stand on your square. You wanted to stand on business. And it's only, it's only fair game if you out here slipping. That's why you can't be out here straight jacking. You can't be out here caught slipping. I saw a little angry pro-black in here. Get your bitch ass out of here. All right, anyway, angry pro-black. Not all blacks were like this. I told you blacks and feminists think alike. All right, I'm talking about women. You cheer me on. Yeah, yeah, these hoes. And then some woman says, not all women are like that. Hey, man, it don't matter. All women can be like that. I say something about pro-blacks. All right, who down bad. Not all blacks were like that. (laughs) Uh, Pro-blacks and feminists are the same. They just, they just cheer for a different team. They the same people. Hurt ass ninja. Anyway, but that's a violation on that. Shout out to, shout out to this one right there. Shout out to him. I think, I think I'm siding with the, the Airbnb host. <laughs> I'm siding with the Airbnb host because he tried to stand on his square bringing out hosts. He said, I had two dinner guests. No, you had two skeezers. You had two skeezers. And by the way, he caught his ass red-handed. Caught his ass in in 360p. Is that 320p? Is that 320? All right, caught your ass. Look, with a little red bone, and she looked like a skeezer. All right, caught your ass in there with a straggle. Yes, indeed. (laughs) That's a violation. All right, we got some African brothers. We got some African brothers here that's going to drop some science on you. And no, I cannot translate my brother. All right, and uh, here it is. It says, get a side chick for your prostate. Get a side chick for your prostate. All right, check it out right here. These brothers, Dr. Bretta number one and Dr. Bretta number two is going to tell you that, guys, how many times you have to get your, you have to get a bust a nut, basically. How many times a month a man should bust a nut? Yeah, that was 144p for sure. Here we go. There's a concept in physiology. If you don't use it, you lose it. Okay. The only form of exercise your prostate gland gets is doing erection. And that erection comes with sexual activity. Okay. So the study is abundantly clear that a man in healthy shape should be able to have sexual interaction 21 times a month. 21 times? A month. To avoid prostate issues, prostate cancer or cardiovascular issues. 21. If you don't exercise the gland, it swells on you. It mm. becomes enlarged. Mm. When Damn. it becomes enlarged, that is a precursor to cancer. Mm. 
So yes, you have a beautiful wife. Do whatever it takes to please that woman so she wow. can give it to you 21 times a day. 21 yeah, times. But that's if she pleases you because you have to be in the right state of mind, isn't it? Yeah, but don't quote me to your wife, Dr. Ken. So if she doesn't please you, I advocate to my patients that you can have a side chick. Your wow. side chick could be on contract. Then yeah. you just know that you need to do your 21 times to avoid prostate cancer. <laughs> what you are saying is to optimize. To optimize. If you can't get it at home, you should find yes. a way to outsource that uh, that, uh, that, that, that person yes. and let it be optimized. Oh, yes. well, we are talking about 21 times. Yes. I mean, a lot of people will say it's impossible in our context. A man has not eaten properly in Nigeria. How can he find his trend for 21 times? A man has to be polygamous to, to be able to achieve that level of frequency. And physiologically, men, our DNA shows that men are actually known to be polygamous. We are wired to be polygamous. Yep. Hey, shout out to them brothers right there. Them brothers. Brother. Tell them, man. Them Nigerian brothers, they keeps it real. They got y'all monogamous slex, uh, slave, sexless slaves in your monogamous box praying for some punani and your wife's like, I'm not going to give you any. I haven't showered in three days and I smell yeah. like a bag of onions. Is any of this <laughs> turning you off? Nothing? All right. I told you monogamy is not natural, even to the point where it ain't even healthy for you to not be busting nuts. You supposed to be busting nuts out here. All right, and he's like, your wife don't want to do it. We're naturally hardwired for polygamy. Polygyny. We need multiple wives. Baby, you don't want to do it tonight. Somebody going to step up. Your wife don't want to give you none? Okay, just go on outside and go get your side chick. He said, have her on contract. Have her on contract. Y'all supposed to be busting big nuts. That's what y'all supposed to be doing. 20, 21 nuts salute. Pause. 21 nuts. <laughs> Dr. Dim Day. Dr. Dim and Dr. Day. Them Nigerians like spread your seed. Get the venom out. I tell you to get that venom out, brother. Them brothers said go out there and bust them nuts, them day. All right. Kuko, kuko, go, 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 day. All right. I, yo, I'm out here, brothers. I'm out here. Them brothers said go out there and get them girls, get them girls, them girls, they wicked. I know that's Jamaican, brother. Them brothers out there told you. Dr. Dim and Dr. Day. Get them nuts. Pause. Ass ninjas ass. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. 21 times a month. Y'all supposed to get big. And don't listen to these goofy ninjas out here. You're not supposed to be out here out there. Semen retention and, you know, your pair be a super strength. Meanwhile, you getting prostate cancer. Bust them nuts. Pause. In the hour here. Hey, get that yo, venom chill, out. Son. Get that hey, venom yo. out. You got to get that venom out. Y'all did just like, I do that in a week, coach. Now, y'all supposed to do it on women, all right? Tell her to get right here and push them together like this and open wide. Ah, pause. Mm. <laughs> right. And tell her to put her feet out. Let me get some on your feet. Hold up. And anyway, put some on her feet. Tell her to mix it in. All right, what do we got here? Uh, let's get on to the next segment. Ah, next segment. Next segment, men are done dating these type of women here. Men are done dating these type of women. We got it right here. We got it. It says right here, uh, according to the Good Men Project, men are done dating these women, and we know why. Sorry, sis. You've been banched. You on the bench. And it says right here, according to uh, Match. Okay, they got a whole little story here. We're going to skip all of this. We're going to skip all of this because, yeah, I don't know right here. The problem is only 17% of the male population. Okay, they're going into, you know, traditional red pill talking points. Small percentage of men, 
the top 80% are, I mean, the, the top 20% are winning, 28% of men are this, 17% of men are over seven feet, six feet, all right, income, and so forth. All right, but um, let's see what type of women that men are, t- are done dating. All right, is this it? Okay, all right, let's see what it is. I'm curious. Uh, the first type, you all women who always think the grass is greener. All right, that's the first type of woman. These type of women are ungrateful. Okay, I'm not happy. All right, <laughs> they use and dump men like underwear. No matter how good a guy is to them, they always want something. <laughs> and they say it right there. They always want something thing better, bruh. I knew I wasn't tripping. They have thing in there twice. They always want something, thing better. They are never content with what they have, so they keep their dating options open, hoping that the next guy will be better than their current guy. How many people have dealt with women like this? I've dealt with women like this, yes. They always think a better option is going to come along, and uh, they're sad. Good men have given up playing games. Okay, so there you go right there. So when they meet the grass is greener on the other side, lady, they turn the other way. Men... No man likes an ungrateful woman. Okay, we're going to skip down. You don't uh, reciprocate his time and attention. This group of dangerously self-absorbed right here, they are the me, 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 me ladies. They expect men to chase them, plan dates, and spoil them with affection and money, but will never reciprocate what they receive. Okay, how many people have been in that situation right there? Newsflash, sis, men are done sacrificing and pleasing you guys without getting anything or any appreciated relationships or give and take. All right, so we got women who don't reciprocate, reciprocate time and attention. Wow, money, energy, attention, and time. Next, you put conditions on your love, but expect unconditional love. Most women want to feel love and accept it for who they are, but they don't give men the same opportunity. They want true love, which is unconditional, but will love the man as long as he meets her conditions. Yeah, we already, we already, this is this is very introductory red pill stuff. It's good stuff, though. This type of woman creates anxiety in the relationship. The man will always feel unworthy because he doesn't meet the woman's expectations. She will withdraw from him and sometimes end the relationship. All right, here we go. What do we got here? You never want him to show weakness. Uh, okay, you never want him to show weakness. When I asked some of my married male friends why they cheated on their wives, they said one of the reasons was that their wives didn't care about their emotions. Okay. Most men either don't communicate their fears, and when they do, they make it sound like it's nothing to worry about. So when a man expresses vulnerability, the woman calls him a weak man or a crybaby or sassy. Yeah, that word's been going around quite a bit, sassy. Which is weird because when men, men are encouraged to speak, but they shut them down with sassy. So if you're a woman who shuts men down from expressing their feelings instead of hugging them, stop. Well, I don't need that. Men are human too. Okay. What's the next one? You don't give them space to reconnect with this masculinity. Okay, I say this all the time. Men like having their space. But some women are too insecure and assume the man is withdrawn be, uh, because he doesn't love her anymore. Okay, I think we can go down. I like having my own space. Yeah, I don't like women cramping my space. 
Let's sit down here. Let's watch a movie. Let's cuddle. Let's talk. Let's talk. Man, I don't like that. Like, I can only see you and listen to you for like, like 40 minutes tops. 30 minutes for it. Really, really 30 minutes, ladies. Because I'm, I'm just here to tell you, ladies. Okay? I'm here to tell you. Y'all ain't got nothing important to say. <laughs> listen. Y'all got nothing important to say. You think you're talking, but all you're doing is wasting your breath. And asking questions, you sound, sound like you're giving us the 50th degree. Uh, are there women in here listening? I know there is. Hit the like button, ladies. Okay, we got almost 2,000 people watching me on both channels. That's, that's quite a shock. I'm always shocked. That number 2K is always a target number, and we're almost there. But women, y'all not saying a cotton-picking thing. One of the things I always tell them is I be looking at them. I'm sad. I thought you had something important to say. You're saying 90% of everything you're saying is absolutely useless information. I can't deal with it. I don't want to remember it. It ain't important to me. It never going to be important to me. I don't give a shit if it's your feelings or whatever it is. This shit is nothing to me. Zero. This is a nothing burger. Why are you bothering me with this shit? <laughs> Please. I would prefer you not bother me with this bullshit. Well, you're my sounding board. You're my emotional tampon. I emotionally trauma dump on you. You ain't saying diddly squat. The majority of time, your gums are bumping. Please understand this. You're bothering me. Not only are you bothering me, you're annoying me. It's annoying. And it's an annoying quality that you can't understand. Because when I tell you to stop talking, then you get offended. Okay? <laughs> None of this shit means anything. I'm sorry to tell you. This is unimportant to me. It's useless. And I literally could be doing something else. Like saving the planet. But here you are wearing me down with this bullshit. So anyway, I wish they would get it. But listen, go get you a friend. Go get you a therapy therapist or something. <laughs> they be wearing me down. I don't care what happened at your job. I don't give a fuck. I could care less. And I ain't trying to be mean, but be quiet. For real. <laughs> but they like, but this is communication. I'm going to just let y'all know right now, ladies. What you call communication is a one-sided conversation. It's a one-sided conversation. This is not communication. Just because you're talking doesn't mean we're communicating. Communication is a two-way street. Not me just, mm -hmm, yeah, mm, yeah, okay, yeah. And are you listening to it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm listening. What, well, what did I say? This is not communicating. This is not helping. This is hurting. And I'm going to add one more thing since we're talking about it. And I mean this out of the kindness of my heart. Okay. <laughs> he says, it's weighing me down. It's stressing me out. It's stressing me out. This expectation that we're going to do this all the time, every day, and we're going to decompress, and you're just going to fucking dump on me when you get home, this is going to end right now. And the reason why it's going to end is because whether you know it or not, you're, you're talking just to talk. We're rehashing the same thing almost every night, if not every other night. We're just talking about the same thing. And when it gets a little bit weird, we're just going to go to the old standard, whatever our inside joke is, whatever our little jokey joke. We're going to go back and rehash something. And remember that time 
in 2006. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You know what I mean? Where it's a dead end conversation. And then, oh, you know what I was thinking about that one time when we, we checked into the hotel. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that was so funny, man. Oh, my goodness. I loved you so much back then. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> he meant to kick the ball. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Rehashing some boring ass shit. We done rehashed and reheated and stirred up. <laughs> Are we, do we have to do this conversation again? We talked about this last week. Man, just leave me alone. I'm just letting y'all know. This will make me happy. Make me happy. Let me be happy. Anyway. <laughs> All right, where are we at here? That's not communication, rehashing conversations. All right, uh, you don't submit to leadership. All right, okay, submitting to leadership. Yeah, uh, stubbornness, right? Stubbornness is, is a, a one of these things that we have to address. Women are typically stubborn until there's an emergency. When there's an emergency, they'd be like, what should we do? They got all the answers in the non-emergency, but when an emergency, they panic like their hair is on fire. So men are tired of dating women like this, apparently, according to the Good Man Project. And I think that's a solid argument there to be made. <laughs> Rehashing old shit. Oh, and if we get to talk about TV shows and Instagram posts, it's a wrap. I'm going to get up. Look at this post. Let me show you how they do it, too. I love women, by the way. They be like, look at this post. They get their little phone, and they be like, you know how they do their hand? Let me, let me see. It's so funny. Hold on for a second. Did I save it in my safe? Okay, I didn't save it. Hold up for a second. All right, it's right down here. Okay, yeah, I liked it. Okay, let me go to my lights. Let me go to my lights. They be doing their hand. They be doing. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like. Yeah, and it says right here, take a look, and they put it all in my face, like, look, I'm like, Ninja, put your shit, put that shit out, put that shit away, they like, look, they put it all up in here, like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, like, damn, that's a little close, you just shoved the phone in my face, I have contacts on, put that shit out here, the fuck's wrong with you, shoving the phone in my face, <laughs> oh man <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> yeah the nails tap in the screen they'd be like oh I find it hold on for a second yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how do they hands go they be <laughs> oh my goodness I'm like man dude what, how did I get here how did I get here? I just wanted to relax. You're showing me posts on Instagram. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care about your TikTok. <laughs> yeah, screen, screen all bright. Oh, look. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. And it'd be some shit. Oh, oh boy. Knee slapper. All right. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Shout out to the ladies. They don't realize it. Yeah, they want to show me some skit that I saw two weeks ago. I saw this shit two weeks ago. Thanks for sharing. I scrolled past it two weeks ago. I saw that one already. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my goodness. And then when I'm here, I see this shit, and then I see a text message come up. All right, all right, with a ninja and a cinder um, eggplant emoji. Oh, look at that. Let's get back to it. Let's get to these super chats. We're going to be at the main event early. I literally can do with that without that all my life, ladies. I'm just letting y'all know. Y'all need some friends. <laughs> yep, screen broken and cracked. I'm supposed to look through your message right here all in my face with a broken ass screen. I'm You blinding me, ma'am. All right, we got our brother here. Yeah, J-Lo and Ben. Did you see J-Lo and Ben? Oh, yeah, I did see him. He looked miserable, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm miserable. You can't recognize that I'm miserable, but you can recognize Ben Affleck's miserable. Jesus. Shout out to the big joker, ATL. That welfare clip hit close. I have a 34-year-old strag in my early 20s who lived in section eight. She did the whole move in with me and save money. And by the way, I was an electrician, but was somehow always broke, but I got us a better house and we had a big fallout because she didn't want to lose her section eight potment. And it says, keep teaching these youngins coach. You tell as he says, you're telling a lot of our stories. Thank you, bro. Like, imagine, like, a lot of, some guys dealing with this stuff. This is why I have a no strag policy. Because, you know, strags tend to do stuff. <laughs> You're like, who are strags? They tend to do stuff like this, where they'll be like, nah, because I don't want to, I, I, it took me this long to get on Section 8, and I don't want to get off. And you're like, but we can leave. We're going to leave the plantation. And they'll literally run back to this Section 8 life. I mean, it's it's sad. You got to let them go. They just choosing, again, slavery is a choice, I believe. Well, Kanye said slavery was a choice, but we're living in slave times now. I don't, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But people are choosing to stay on these, these things. And I'm like, you know there's a better way. You know there's a better way. I don't think they want a better way. They want what's comfortable, they. And you let them be comfortable. Shout out to Cam. He tripled up and you said nothing, but I appreciate you for tripling up where no other men could not. And half space will travel says 21 times a month. Those are rookie numbers for real. You ain't lying. Not well. I can't tell you that. Poverty choosers with full knowledge. Yep. And they know like you're not going to get ahead this way. You realize you're not going to get up. In this, I get it that you need it, and there's times where it's in need, but you should try to avoid it. And now, if you participate in it, you you're I can't associate with you in any way. Just so you know, if you participate in these programs, it's your choice. But I cannot participate. I cannot date you, and no, I'm not going to use somebody's SNAP benefits. And no, bitch, if you got some man on child support, I'm not going to move in with you and we're not going to eat steak and lobster off his child support in your snap living on um, living on Section 8. And you got another man out here risking risking his life and limb 
to provide for you and himself, and he's barely making it. I have a policy. If a woman's collecting child support, I won't date her. I mean, I don't date single mothers at all anyway. I do mate with them. But if she's collecting child support, she's off my radar. You're off my radar. Because that is, in essence, polyamory. That's polyamory. You have another man supporting you financially, and you're also double dipping by having me somewhat support financially or be there as another source of masculinity to you, another male, another protective figure. And, And I know what you're putting that man through more than likely. I know what you're putting that man through. So I don't, again, I, this is how I eliminate a lot of women as possibilities. Sometimes this comes down to race. And yes, if you go to churches that are in economically war-torn areas, a lot of people have this mindset. And I refuse. I refuse to even, no. You can't be my friend. <laughs> you can't, I can't fuck you. I'm not coming to your house. No, mm-mm. I, I don't I don't see any room for these people in my lives. So it's sad. It's sad, but a lot of people are stuck there. They they know no different. They know no different. What are we doing? Shout out to where is my mind. Thanks for everything you do, coach. I've been listening to you since my second divorce in 2019. I'm doing great now because of your advice. Shout out to you, brothers. Shout out to you. Keep it going. Keep it going, man. You get to these divorces, man, at some particular point, again, like, men, you got to pivot out of there and try something different. Marriage is not working for you. For real. And child support is welfare. I don't care what you say. I mean, you're going through the same, you're going through the same source to get child support. You're going through the exact same social workers. You're going through the same thing. They're all connected. Uh, Social work is, I'm sorry, uh, child support is welfare. And many times you can't even get government assistance without child support being on the top of it. Or um, the, the state pays the single mother money, but you reimburse the, the um, child support system through uh, TANF and shit like this. So it's just welfare. And I refuse to participate in any people who, who uh, keep these things and then they wonder why they can't get ahead. When my second book, when my fourth book comes out, it's going to tell you that these are all people that they're not going to make it. <laughs> they're not going to make it, fam. What is this? What, what is this going on? What, what am my son doing, bro? All right. All right. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, bro. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to make it. Y'all not going to make it out the system. <laughs> it's just like there. That's my point. Y'all going to be forever on welfare by doing this shit. Now, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. I, y'all all ain't going to be entrepreneurs. Y'all all ain't going to be entrepreneurs. But you're choosing this. So kiss my ass. <laughs> right? Kiss my damn ass. You're choosing this shit, and I'm out of it. I don't want to associate with you. Hustling backwards, right? Rising backwards. Y'all all hustling backwards. But people got trying. I got to do what I got to do. Shit is whack. Shout out to Stephen Russell says, your honor, but my doctor prescribed me a side chick and I want my side chick. Give me my side chick. Dr. Dem and, and physician day said I needed a side chick. By the way, man, men are not, mon- not monogamous. Men are not naturally monogamous. Yeah, my, my, my son wants to borrow my truck. 
All right, he wanted to borrow the Porsche, but I didn't let him. All right, my son's here. We chilling this week against the baby mama terrorist. All right, what do we got here? Thank you for the contributions. And what do we got going on here? We're going to get to the main event. Oh, this is going to be an interesting study here. This is going to be an interesting study. Uh, let's put this up here as the main event. Right there. Dating equals prostitution. Part two. Part two. If you haven't seen my first one, well, it's probably, I don't know where it is on the internet. Uh, I do know where it is, but it might not be on YouTube anymore. But dating equals prostitution. Part two. Now, if you missed the first episode, I will kind of review some things in this. But what people call the traditional date, and it's getting really skewed even today. It's, it's worse than it is and was when I was dating. So main event here, main event. All right. Yeah, it's raining in Vegas. I'm going to tell you, he, I, he, he, well, he better not smack up my truck. But uh, anyway. Dating today has turned into almost an all-out assault by some women that claim that they refuse to have certain type of dates. I refuse to have a coffee date. I refuse to have, and they'll start telling you what is a proper date. Some women go above and beyond, and they're the loud vocal minority, and they're the ones saying it needs to be Ruth Chris, it needs to be this, you need to entertain me, it needs to be balloon rides and helicopters and lighted candles on a sand beach, a private beach, right? It needs to be a destination, a vacation, and so forth. These are extreme, but there are some poverty-minded women that are on section fucking eight, and they want to be taken out on stuff. Now, you do hear people that are mostly Latinas, they typically aren't doing this they're typically like anything subway but this idea of that being a traditional date is a misnomer and we're going to disqualify that and we're going to put those type of dates in prostitution because when you see where this type of date lands you where people say oh that's a long time ago things have changed ah 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 but they're also putting you as the traditional gentleman which is from the same era of that, what they want you to do as a modern progressive date. Why can't men be gentlemen? Why can't men hold doors? Why can't men open my door? Why can't they pull out chairs? That's going to come from this era. Remember, over here. But they're going to take this and say traditional dating here, which this traditional date back here is prostitution. It's prostitution or all out hoard them, hoard them. So the woman that wants a nice dinner date would have been considered by the gentleman a prostitute and a whore. That's, that's, that's what we're doing today. That's what we're doing today. And I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it, prove it, prove it right here, right now. So let me start right here. Let me see if I can pull this up. And I had to, um, I'm going to pull this up here, all my data, all my data. So women are saying uh, they go on the dating app. I'm marriage minded. I want to, I want to get into a marriage. I, I want to be marriage minded and I'm looking to get married and shit like this. They're also hooking up. We know this, but did you guys know, did you guys know that, that in a times past, not that long ago, I know you guys think this is a long time ago. This is only three, four generations ago. That you could not, you could not 
get a hotel room in many places around the country, certainly in the American South, sometimes in the Northeast. The West Coast was a little bit more liberal. You could not get a hotel room with the woman that was not your wife. I'm going to say it again. If you showed up to a hotel and you said, who is, who's the register? Who is, who is this? Oh, it's going to be me and this woman. They might ask you, is this your wife? If you don't lie and you say, no, this is a girl that I met on Tinder. If you go back, if you go back 60 years ago, they would not give you the hotel room. They'd be like, uh-uh, we don't do this here, sir. We don't rent rooms for you to come do scandalous, debaucherous things because people had a cold, right? So the no-tell motel, the Momo, became where people can do their dysfunction. But if you went to in a good standard hotel and it wasn't your wife, you could not get a room. Now, the reason why is they wanted to curb the debauchery. They wanted to curb the prostitution so that what we have today, it is fairly common that you can get a hotel room with just about anyone. Nobody's paying attention. And if they see you doing something, they just look the other way. You see what I mean? That is where we could say that in past times where women want men to be traditional. Well, you can't do what we do today very comfortably where we could just get a hotel with any skis or get a no-tail motel, get a regular hotel, and they don't even ask you if this is your wife. That's how far away real courtship is versus prostitute, what we're doing today. Yeah. That is the truth. It's an actual fact. Now, let me show you this right here. I'm going to tell you this story. We're going to go through several articles. I'm trying to figure out which article I want to present first. Okay, tradi- remember, women, I want a traditional date. What dating looked like the year you were born. What dating looked like the year you were born. One of the first, uh, the rituals, uh, let me see here. One of the rituals of love, the first date is perhaps the most paramount. And the most dreaded. Hundreds of questions surround the pivotal event. How do you secure a date? What will you do once you get one? And will your date think you're funny or stupid? And what is dating anyway? Like everything else dating. The often perplexing, uh, sometimes revealing labor of love has evolved over the years. Keep reading to discover what dating looked like the year you were born. All right, it says right here. The word date. This is important was allegedly coined in 1896. I know you guys think that's a long time ago, but in relative history, when people talk about traditional dating, traditional dating is not that old. It is, in fact, a new idea. It's fairly new. Okay, let's continue. The date came from, according to a book, Labor of Love, The Invention of Dating, the word date first popped up in a newspaper column in which a heartbroken clerk named Artie wrote that the object of his affection was seeing other people. Okay? In the streets. Accordingly, it says, according Artie, his his love told him that other people were filling all my dates, as in dates in the calendar. Okay, so here we go right here. Filling all my dates, as in dates on the calendar. So the word date, 
has to do, oddly enough, with the calendar, with how many people you can fill in on your calendar, okay, as a date. So where did dating come from? It came from the calendar, all right? And he's saying he's, she's seeing other men. Other men are filling all of the dates. <laughs> Isn't this crazy? Continuing further. In the early 1900s, courtship was considered a public act. So if a woman wanted to get married and intended to get married, this is what she would do. In the 1900s, the early 1900s, a woman wants to get married. This is what she would do. Okay, before the 19th century, most unions, heterosexual unions anyway, were facilitated by parents who would arrange for a male suitor to have a supervised visit in the woman's home. The goal of these visits were to evaluate whether or not the courtship could result in a marriage. Okay, this is the prior to 1900s, just slightly. As Beth Bailey argues in the book, from front porch to back seat, courtship in the 20th century America, courtship at the time was distinct in that it was a predominantly public act conducted in private spaces. In other words, in the early 1900s, a male suitor courted a potential mate, female mate, in a private space, which was the woman's porch or living room, in front of a public audience, her family. You see this? So it wasn't strange. We're going to talk about strange in a minute. Strangers, strange women. So a suitor, male suitor, went to the woman's house they would go to the porch or the living room and they would have the family involved. All right, so that is the courting process. Men don't court anymore. Well, you have to be able to have a family. The two amendments were made following the conclusion of World War II. So not, I'm sorry, World War I that flipped the traditional roles of courtship on its head. So the dating scene in the 1920s have been romanticized as a glamorous affair defined by flapper girls who were basically um, uh, basically liberated women, all right? And so these were the first 304s of the 20th century. Now, I'm going to skip ahead because they're going to talk about speakeasies and stuff like this, but it says right here, speakeasies. The eras of the male-only pre-prohibition saloons were over and women started to patronize these bars. Courtship became a private event held in public albeit forbidden spaces. However, with the advent of the liberated woman came the origin of slut shaming. So we're going to continue. Dating in the 1920s was also a, uh, was, was all about public entertainment. So you're seeing it develop. Bars, speakeasies, and now couples who were lower on the social economic ladder were able to go out dancing and meet in free public spaces. In public spaces. All right. So then we have the drive-in movie. Then the, uh, okay, they're talking about uh, reading Rainbow. We're going to skip that. All right. Dating success in the 30s and 40s and so forth. But now, before we tackle that, let me skip to over this over here. Let me skip to over here. Uh, right here. 
how dating has changed over the last 100 years. Dating became a thing. The concept of dating really began in the early and the turn of the 20th century. Prior to that, courtship was more private and an unemotional affair. This is a big one. It was a private, unemotional affair. Oh, I got butterflies, and I want them to give me the tingles, and I want to feel in love. I want to feel kismet. I want to have the love at first sight. It actually, at this point, the early 1900s, it was just an arrangement, mostly between family. Women would meet with several men with her parents present to whittle the pickings down to the most suitable match for marriage which heavily relied on factors such as financial and social status. When a young woman decided on a man she wanted to see exclusively, their activities as a couple took place either in the household or at social gatherings. At that time, there was no such thing as two young lovers going out on a date. All right, we're going we're gonna to clear all of this up. However, things began to change when couples began to go out in public unsupervised. Still, the ultimate and very uh, apparent goal was still that of marriage. This stands in stark contrast to today's dating world when the topic of marriage may not even be brought up for several years. Okay, so they got the gentleman caller. What would happen? So this is where they're saying, what happened to gentlemen? Why don't gentlemen exist? Well, the gentlemen exist in a time where The first decades of the 20th century was marked by the figure of the gentleman caller. If a man was interested in a young woman, and I say this again, it says a young woman. I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay close attention to this reference and the other article kept saying young woman. And I've been saying this since forever. The reality is, A lot of old people think they should be dating, and they should not be. Dating is not for old people. People are ahead of me slightly. I'm going to figure, I'm going to cover that. But it says a young woman, and also a young man. It's a young person sport. A man, it says right here, if a young man was interested in a young woman, he would follow the proper protocol, protocol on calling upon her, which meant, that he would come to the family's home and hopefully be welcomed into the parlor. If he was invited back for subsequent visits, he would be free to come and call upon the young woman during hours specified by the parents. But as the years rolled on in the 1920s, however, this system quickly became outdated and unfavorable. Dating has almost completely replaced the old system of calling by the mid-1920s, and in so doing so has transformed american courtship okay this was the period where couples started going out for dates which also meant they started paying for dates bear witness listen to me this changed the relationship dynamic between young man and young woman as now it was the man's duty to pay for dates whereas before it was a woman who decided the terms of the visit okay now let me go back here Okay, so we got a proper match falling in love. Let me go back. So now the gentleman caller has been replaced by a paying suitor going out in public. Okay, so 
stay, stay with me, y'all. Stay with me. Y'all can't see the article. Okay, let me go back. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Where is, okay, where's my article right here? Oh, did I miss it? I missed it. Uh, let me see here. Where's my chaperone article? Where's my chaperone article? All right, I think I have it. Uh, let's see here. Did I miss it? Okay, I'm going to skip ahead here. I hope it's in here because it was uh, very important. Very important. Okay, I missed it. Um, yeah, it's not here. Okay, I must have left it on my phone. But most of the dates that they skipped out on here, and I want to pull it up because I don't want to leave that part of the information out because that's very important. Most of the dates that transformed into the 20s and prior required a chaperone, meaning that, uh, here we go right here. Let me see. It should be, should be this one. Yeah, uh, for some reason, it's not popping up here. Let me see here. This is the, okay. I'm going to share the article here. I'm going to read it off this one right here. Early 1900s, a date involving a gentleman call, caller is definitely chaperoned. Okay. So it says right here, a proper first date in those days involved the gentleman caller coming to the house of a woman who piqued his fancy. And the two would have visit with a chaperone in the room. That would continue on until a mutual interest was reached and a marriage proposal was offered. There could be sexual tension involved, as anyone who's ever read Henry James knows, but the pace would be what we call today a serious slow burn. Dating is about going out and playing the field. So now we're going into the 20s, obviously, with alcohol prohibition, the flappers. We got cars. Now we got backseat of the Jeep. And we also have entertainment, movie theaters. This is going to be important. It's going to be important. So in this situation here, in the gentleman caller, I want you to notice when women say, where are all the gentlemen? It says, in the gentleman caller era, a man would go to the house of the woman and the two would have a visit with the chaperone in the room. He did not take her out on a fancy date. That did come later in the 1920s. But before we do that, before we do that, we do have to acknowledge this. Okay. That during this time, prostitution was legal in much of these municipalities, much of these metropolises, many of these Gotham cities. Prostitution did not become illegal until around the 1920s. So at the same time, you have prostitution that is legal, but somewhat put over there. The good women did not engage in prostitution and thus would participate in courting. Then as you have this era of the flapper, it started to get murky. And I'm going to show you what happened. I'm going to show you what happened next. This is going to be important. The charity girl. Oh, this is going to be interesting right here. Check this out. Check this out. 
putting this on the screen. The word date was coined inadvertently, it seems, by a column in the Chicago radio. They're actually talking about the date right there. And it says, but when these single women stripped from their dependency of fathers and husbands began to court in public, police, politicians, and civic leaders were alarmed. In the eyes of the authority, it says women who let men buy them food and drinks and gifts and entrance tickets look like whores and making a date seem the same as turning a trick. I'm going to read this again. And it's right there on your screen. Where I say dating stems for a prostitution right here. Where prostitution was legal in many states at this time, but it was not rampant. It could not happen anywhere they wanted to. They had house of whoredom over here. They have they, they had houses where you can, you know, apartments and houses where you can go engage the saloon where there were prostitutes over there. If you want to do that prostitute shit, you go over there. But if you don't and you're actually trying to be a respectable man and woman, you're not going to engage in what we consider prostitution. Right here. And in fact, women who let men buy them food and drinks and gifts and entrance tickets to movies and shows and games and athletic events. You let them buy you interest tickets, foods, gifts, and drinks. You look like a whore and making a date seem to the same as turning a trick. And I've been saying this and saying this and saying this. This is the coup d'etat. This is the feather in my cap. Yes, brothels. Brothels were legal. They just didn't want your daughter to do it in the good girls. Once the lines got murky, 1920s, the voting in of women, the 19th Amendment, the 18th Amendment prohibition, the speakeasies, the flappers, the liberated woman, basically the slut. The women started to blur the lines. They started to be able to go to the nightclubs and the bars where they were mostly men only. Now you're blurring the line. And they started creating laws to prohibit women from engaging in this. Number one, slut-shaming. Remember the other article said, oh, you're slut-shaming. You see this? You see the date, the traditional date, stems from prostitution. There is no denying it. You cannot deny it. Well, coach, you reading between the lines. No, you're, you're making this up. Take a look. Take a look. So when you're engaging in the act of taking a strange woman out for food and drinks, taking them to events, taking them to concerts, and doing all this, this was a prostitution act. It was synonymous with turning a trick. And I've been telling y'all this. You guys got what tricking is completely wrong. Well, it's somewhat right, but it's no different than dating. It's no different. So if you're dating and you're trying to do this, and even if you run in game, you're obviously doing an act of whoredom, of turning tricks. You're the same. There's no difference. There's no difference. It says it right here. The research says there's no difference. 
Continuing. Continuing. And it says right here, it says right here, um, after a century of women's fortunes being dictated by the men around them, the notion of a woman on their own gave much of society pause. In Chicago, single women were known as women adrift. In America, single women in Chicago, women adrift. Right? This is not leftover women. These women are just loose. Meaning not loose because they're loose, their peace leaves are loose, or they're loose with their morals. They're just loose. They're unattached. They're adrift. This is where you get the loose conversation. Mm. Isn't this interesting? Let's look at the Man Act around the same time. The Man Act, also known as the White Slave Traffic Act of 1910, is a federal law that criminalized the transportation of, quote, any woman or girl for the purposes of prostitution or, or debauchery or for any other immoral purpose. It didn't say just for prostitution. It said debauchery, a.k.a. run game, hook up, pump and dump. You see that? It's one and the same. They treated it one in the same. It wasn't different. They didn't say, oh, I was just put, put an, I was just putting some mouthpiece, my mouthpiece in her ear, and I was going to put my dick in her. I'm sorry. This is a family show. I was going to put my salami in her, in her mouth. It was considered synonymous with prostitution. There was no distinction. It was just this definition of this would be a violation if you transport it for the purposes of, a.k.a. dating coaches tell you we're going to go get laid for the purposes of. Transporting from one state to the other was a criminal act. Whether it was prostitution or debauchery. It says it right here. <laughs> it says it right there. You see that? You see that? Now, this is for uh, the White Slave Act was used mostly against black men, namely Jack Johnson who was known to parade around white women. One of the ways they criminalized that, one of the ways they fought him from doing that as the heavyweight champion of the world is to prevent him, for, to charge him with the Man Act. And it says the Man Act passed in June 1910 and named after Illinois, who cares about all of this? It says right here, invoke the Commerce Clause, Commerce, Commerce Clause, to felonize the use of interstate or foreign commerce to transport women for immoral purposes. The act was aimed at prostitution and immorality and human trafficking. Congress attempted um, to, uh, in 1907, to uh, investigate into the problem of immigrant prostitution. And remember, this was a uh, heightened of immigration, which we're experiencing today. It was alleged that immigrant women were brought to America for sexual slavery and the immigrant men lured American girls into prostitution or white slavery. The committees believed that no girl would enter prostitution unless drugged or held captive. This led the public um, led to public outrage, which eventually resulted in the enactment of the Man Act. Watch this. The phrase, because people are going to say, see, they were aiming at prostitution. However, many critics noted that the act ended up criminalizing many kinds of consensual sexual activity 
and had racist overtones. So it wasn't that they targeted the sex traffic of prostitutes. That was the original intent. But how it was processed was consensual sexual activities that were considered at the time to be no-nos. Right here. It says right here. It says right here. Many police, politicians, and civic leaders were alarmed. In fact, that women who let men buy them food or drinks or gifts and interest tickets look like whores and making a date seem the same as turning a trick. So they started to apply the Man Act to men and women who openly dated. And they use interstate. Okay, they went from state to state, etc. And it says the phrase immoral purposes was broadly used to prosecute unlawful premarital, extramarital, and interracial relationships. And it, whereas the U.S. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court held that illicit fornication, even when consensual, constituted an immoral purpose. You see that? You see how complicated. It doesn't matter if the woman consented. The man would be liable irrespectively. Furthermore, if the woman consented, she could be held as an accessory to a crime. You see this, guys? So when people say, nah, it was prostitution they were attacking. Initially, yeah. But then you saw them apply it across the board as to the things that you're promoting today would have been would have been definitely man at arrest. Now, let's think about this. What we see today in our culture, getting flown out, you driving hours, driving to another state, you taking a woman from another state, picking her up and bringing her around, even going to cop. This would all be under the man act as immoral and or prostitution. And your ass could get evicted, uh, convicted. This is literally... What we see today and we pass off as nothing. Oh, they're dating or they're getting flown out or here pay for play or seeking arrangements. This is all 100 years ago criminal activity. It will all fall under the auspices of what? Immorality, depravity, debauchery. What else? Prostitution. It's all linked together. We separated and men then say, well, you're the tricks and you're the simps and it's all together. I want you to notice this. It's not. It, 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 does anybody disagree? Yeah, password bros, but. It, 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 does anybody disagree with this assessment? It would be difficult for you to do so, but, you know, you're only doing it to try to save face. You cannot disagree. I'm, I'm, I'm painting this picture for you. I'm painting this picture. I mean, it's right there in bold, right there. Dating stems from prostitution. In fact, it is the same as turning a trick right there. Making a date seem the same as turning the trick. It says it right there. So any date, any hookup, any spinning plates, any running game, anything, uh, passport broads, uh, flying out, driving from one state to the other. It is the same. It is, was viewed as the same. You, you can't deny this, bro. <laughs> you can't deny this shit. Now, we've changed, and we've changed, and we come a long way. These articles do point out we've come a long way. But um, it says right here, the legal application here, 
Uh, they they do talk about Jack Johnson in this one. Let me give me a second here. Let me exit out. Here we go right here. Uh, who who was uh, notable notable people convicted of this? Jack Johnson. Uh, let me go. Floyd. Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright, who was a playwright. Uh, Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin was acquitted of this one. Uh, so people targeted Charles Manson. Charges dropped. Chuck Berry. Uh, Johnny B. Good convicted, and he transported two white women, age fourteen, across state lines. Also, they were smoking marijuana, and it set Chuck Berry back completely. I think he served he served three years in prison. Chuck Berry, Johnny B. Good, all right, and and ruined his career. I mean, because he was at the height of his career. Two two fourteen year old white girls at that. Um, that's why they called it the White Slave Act. R. Kelly and Ghislaine Jelaine Gislaine Maxwell of of um Epstein fame are the most so you see it applied recently 2021 okay 2021 so this this idea of, well they don't apply they don't use it no more oh yes they do now you're not gonna let me just get this straight let me get this straight they're not gonna use it on me and you but you just seen that this particular thing was used against people recently so people saying it was a different time. What? 2021. Both of them used, it was used against them in 2021. So the people saying different times. Well, here's my argument with different times. This is my argument with it. If it's different times, why are the men still held by that standard of traditional dating? Let me, let me stop. If it's different times, why are men still being required to be the gentleman? The caller, gentleman caller. Let's go back. This is where I find it to be the most egregious. Because, well, it was different. But when they talk about how men are supposed to date, they say right here. Let me let me right here. Hold on for a second. Let me get my article up. Right here. You're supposed to be a gentleman. Where are all the gentlemen? Where are all the gentlemen callers at? Where are the guys that bring flowers and open doors and pick up and pay the bill and do? Now, that's where you fucked up in your argument because <laughs> it ain't different times. They're literally applying dating standards of the gentleman caller to current times, which was back then forbidden for you to have a woman get paid uh, get get drinks and dinners and interest tickets. These hoes want dates, food, drinks, which would be synonymous as turning a trick. But you supposed to be the gentleman, huh? Mm. Now you can't have it both ways. That's my only question. That's my only problem here. You can't say it was different times, but then still make the men be gentlemen and have what she's doing complete whoredom. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. Don't say that. You, you're, you're literally just doing, you're literally having her live progressive and you stuck in traditionalism. Can't do it. That is the problem. You and now it's getting worse because they like, you got to pay a bill and pay my electric bill, which is basically turning a trick. It is turning a trick. 
I don't care if you're dating her or she's giving you the sense that it's your girlfriend. If she says you got to pay my bills and pay my telephone bill, this is a whore. And you're the traditional good guy. And you're supposed to also marry. This woman's supposed to be marriageable where in a time she would have been shamed for this activity. She would be like, "Uh, uh-uh, watch this. Let me so let me show you. Let me show you. Let me go back to this article right here. She would have been shamed for this behavior. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, I can't find it. It says right here, talking about um, chaperone dates became commonplace because of the automobile. All right, I can't find it, the part where maybe I'm gonna look in this other article right here because they were try- they were trying to insinuate the the slut shaming right into the flapper era. The flapper era led into it. Apologies, I can't find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me read this part right here. Let me read this part. The charity girl. The charity girl. These circumstances gave birth to dating rituals and other unfortunate traditions that still remain or at least still cause confusion as more change, mores change, like mores, mores, I'm sorry. It says, when women first hit the workplace, again, another complication, the writer of this book says the belief remained widespread that women were uh, not working to support themselves but only to supplement the earnings of fathers and husbands. Let me, re- let me repeat. When women entered the workplace, the belief remained widespread that women were not working to support themselves, but only to supplement the earnings of fathers and or husbands. As such, employers use this misconception as an excuse to pay women far less than they paid men. In the 1900s, the average female worker earned less than half of what a man would earn in the same position. Now, why is this important? Why is this important? The importance of this is, I'm putting this together. Why is this important? The importance of this is, since she was paid less, it made Put the onus on men to pay for the dates. Huh? The reason why a man would be willing to pay for a date is because it was known that the women weren't making the, that amount of money. They were being supplemented. Right, they were making far less wages. So men wanted to pay. Oh, it would be, ma'am, never, you're never gonna have to pay. The onus is on me. But today it doesn't exist. Women are making just as much. Women are making more. They want somebody on their level or more or at more. Women are now independent. They're not using their income to supplement their fathers and husbands. They're getting full pay. So now when they say the gentleman caller must pay for dates, oh, we have a problem. We have a problem because we don't live in that era anymore. So why you keep pushing me back to the tradition, but you're over here in progressive land. 
Let me read it. It says right here. It said, wait a minute, wrong tab. That's my feed picture collection. If you've ever wondered how it developed that men were expected to treat their dates, that's how. If I had to buy all my meals, I'd never get along. A young woman living in a boarding house in Hell's Kitchen told a social worker in 1915. But as these women were courted in public, efforts were undertaken to curb what authorities viewed as a potential public menace. Brothers, y'all not watching this. So as women are now courting in public, they're now making a scene. They're making the scene. They're all dating for food. But that, it's, a, it's a mess. And it created a mess. And they had to clean up the bullshit. The more they let go, the more it went out of hand. So now we got today where women make up more money than they've ever made. But they're still saying, you're supposed to pay. You're the man. And the only reason the man paid for dates, number one, was because they were tricking. Number two, it was because women made less far less money where they were supposed to only be working to supplement the earnings of a father or a husband the idea that men pay for dates is old news it's old hat it doesn't apply today it doesn't apply you can't apply that only way you can apply that is by doing this which is unfair you're making the man live in traditional role while the woman lives in whoredom in progressive land, right? You're, you're, you're doing it. It's an unfair misuse of the dating marketplace. In the early 1900s, vice commissions across the country sent police and undercover investigators to check out spots where people went to make dates, as early as 1905, private investigators hired by a group of progressive do-gooders in New York City were taking notes on how we could recognize um, how, how can we or what we can now recognize as the dating avant-garde. She recalls the reports of one such special agent staking out at the Strand Hotel in Midtown who noted that the women he was spying on did not seem like prostitutes per se, but were concerning nonetheless. Mm. Mm. Well, they don't seem like prostitutes, but what they look like they're doing looks like prostitution. You Are, are you reading this? I'm reading it, and I'm attempting to read it. So they're like, well, I, we can't tell what these girls are doing. They're not courting. We don't know what they're doing. They, they, they don't look like they're selling pussy, but at the end of the day, it's not, it's not moral. It's not honest. And it says, of the store employees, telephone girls, stenographers, etc., he noted that their morals are loose. And there is no question that they are on terms of sexual intimacy, intimacy with their male companions. They're having sex in hotels. And it says, so, so heavy was the concern that these loose, immoral women might harm society that in 1910, John D. Rockefeller Jr., the son of the Standard Oil founder, 
funded investigators into the commercialized vice industry of more than a dozen American cities. By the mid-1910s, women on dates came to be known as charity girls, as in since they took no money for their favors, they were perceived to be giving it away as charity. And by the 1920s, the prostitutes at New York Strand hotels complained that charity girls were putting them out of business. I'm the one and only CGA. I'm the one and only CGA. I'm the only one bringing you to this. If if you hear anybody saying this shit on the internet, I am the numero uno solo number one. I'm the only one. In fact, the prostitute said these hoes is putting us out of business taking dates. I'm going to take a victory lap. These loose hoes are putting us out of business by turning tricks for free. What? This is why I am whose eyes am. This is why I am who I am. Dating stems from prostitution it is not even close and i don't care if you fucking running game i don't care if you hoes are fucking for free i don't care if you taking money or not i don't care what you on the corner or not i don't care if you a sugar baby or not i don't care if you getting flown in i don't care if you honest i don't care if you got a low body count a high body count y'all all hoes tricks and prostitutes at this point and it ain't even close there's no argument there's no argument mm. Ruined the prostitutes business, the charity girls, by coming out here fornicating. It says right here, it sounds like a joke until you learn that some women were thrown in jail for this horrible crime. Again, again, guys, hooking up, dating, dating culture. This was all seen as criminal against the moral code which they keep dragging men back. Where are all the gentlemen? And no, I'm not giving you my sources. It's right there. Several dozens of American cities. This is old time. Again, okay, if this is old time, there should be no requirement for men for paying for dates and being gentlemen. There should be no requirement. He should be willing to, but there should be no shaming men into paying for dates. Because it is tricking. It's tricking. Right there. It was seen as the same as turning a trick. Can't deny it, guys. Times change. Well, there should be no gentlemen. It says, at the Bedford Reformatory, an institution founded to rehabilitate female delinquents in upstate New York, an Irish woman told her jailers again and again that she had, quote, never taken money from men. Weagle writes, instead, men took her to Coney Island to dance and picture shows. Mm. I didn't take any money. 
We just went to the movies and we went to the club and we went and did the Charleston and we did the sock hop. Why, why am I in jail? Cause you're a hoe. You know, you're a hoe. They still considered it hoeing. And times the authorities gave up overtaken by reality as the years passed, the vice squad had to accept it. That's what we're doing today. You accept getting flown out as, oh, you know, because it got too bad. Daters did not see these exchanges as tawdry. They then saw them as romantic. Okay. So the time started to change. However, my point is dating stems from prostitution. There's no denying it. The act of what we left from courtship to what our culture is today to what women are demanding of men is a act of prostitution in a past times. And again, we can't criminalize the past, but what you have to understand is understanding the past times do change, but these women are doing a whole different program and they're out here trying to be, Oh, you're the man's supposed to pay in traditional dating. You're supposed to be the gentleman. And it really is not that there were reasons why men paid anyway. Um, let me get to these super chats and I'm gonna close up the show. Thank you, man. Hit the like button. If you enjoyed the show, if this was refreshing to you, if this was interesting and in the comment section, you can write whatever your goofy ass argument is against this. I know, I know we got some goofies. The time change argument is irrelevant. Okay. Because, because men, men are still required to do what is in the past. All right. So if times change, the, the onus on the man should have changed. But we're not seeing that. We're not even hearing that. And they're not even, they don't even want to hear it. Oh, man. Thank you for the flowers, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for the flowers. Appreciate that. Victory lap, another one. Um, shout out to Reggie S. Says, Coach, a lot of ninjas are tired of ninjas complaining about stuff they can change. You just telling the truth. Sitting here with my Patron, Patron 64, enjoying the show. Keep your foot on a neck. We definitely need a classification of ninjas. All right. We need to get these ninjas and, and declassify them shits from black people. Black people and ninjas are not the same. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm on my principles there. No government name doubles up. Appreciate you. You know who you are. Uh, let me see if you said something on the second one. He says, no government name. Quick question. What percentage of the motel hotel business is supported by night workers and their patrons, in your opinion? Mm, well, most hotels, the good hotels are probably 87% capacity. I would imagine a good percentage of them. Um, yeah, I can't even guess. 10, 15. I would always say 20%. 20% seems right. Affairs. Where do you think affairs at? No government name. He says, one for the war chest, coach. Thank you for your work. Free agent lifestyle for life. We in here. Thank you. Yeah, man, I, I'm one of these guys. I'll go back and look at these things and I'll make my own opinions and then you can form your own opinions. But I would say get the data and do your homework. Prostitution, dating stems from prostitution. Facts. Shout out to Juan M. And he says, you deserve every penny masterclass. Shout out to you. And we did have a co-sponsorship. I want to say this is no government name. And I'm going to give you a co-sponsorship. And you ask, yeah, one for the war chest. I'm rich, no man. government name says one for the war chest. 
All right, did y'all learn something today? <laughs> oh, man. What a life. Shout out to Michael says, videos sharing knowledge. Thank you, sir. Sharing this information. I would love to hear the rebuttals. However, I won't see him in the comments. So if you're a guy who has an audience and you still, please, please go ahead and make a video on my behalf. I'm not going to see your comment, unfortunately. Scope says, what a freaking show. Thanks for doing this, GOAT. GOAT, shout out to Bit Around, says victory lap coach dropping gems. Undefeated argument, although there are some men out here that are just, um, what do you call these men? They're, um, there's a word for it. No matter what I say, they're going to counter the argument, which you're fully, you're fully within your right, but please make sense of my argument, right? The, the, don't, please don't bring me a normie argument. Times change. <laughs> don't bring me a normie argument. It was, it was a long time ago. Nah, bruh, that ain't going to work. I love history. I love history. Soldier for God says, irony, women run to churches, but don't follow the word. And one of the reasons why women run to churches is to have their sins washed away, right? Uh, uh, many people who I always call churches a rest haven for sinners, and that's essentially what a church is, right? You don't have... You don't have people that follow the church word and they're just in every day filled with the spirit. Many people have to learn the hard way. They make mistakes and then they run to the church to wash their sins away because they get a second chance. They can be born again. And many people that run to the church, the church just serves as a rest haven for criminal sinners, like really, really bad sinners. And these people are really, really spirit filled when they come back to the church because they made a mess of their life contrarians thank you begins with a c there's a lot of contrarians like no matter what i say they're gonna be like yeah but 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 and your argument must have some research behind it please please if you make an argument have some research like do yourself a favor and say yeah but in 1960 the flower children you're gonna have to come back you're gonna have to come back with some fucking research right don't don't just say i disagree because you hurt my feelings shout out to joey g this is such a great evening show, Coach. My mind is blown by the views of dating not so long ago. Anybody that thinks this is a long time ago, I don't think so. I mean, I'm a historian by nature, by, by hobby. I don't look at the 1900s as a long time ago. By the way, first of all, I was born in the 1900s, right? So I was born in 1975, which was the late 1900s. But you just go back 50 years, which is the age of a, a, a two generations. You're right in the period that I was talking about. Two generations before I was born. So this is not a long time ago. I know it seems like it for young people, but this is relatively new history. In fact, I'm going to say this. Much of these things that I talked about at the same time, many of your modern conveniences started originating from that very period automobiles probably air conditioning electricity for certainly in that last 30 years okay the wheel motherfucker the wheel <laughs> at this particular point right the modern conveniences the typewriters many of the things that have led to other modern conventions uh inventions started there we talking about world war one era going into world war two we're talking about the great depression we ain't talking about a long time ago this is like your grandmother's age if you're my age okay so, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of these things that we take for granted. 
age of machines. I'm a reform gentleman. If this is the game and how they think and really think, then I'm out. He says, also, the laws don't treat gentlemen well, so I'm monk mode. And I think the gentleman idea from the woman's perspective is a servant, right? As they think we are requiring them to be a servant. When they say they want a gentleman, they're basically saying we get the advantage of you doing what you're supposed to do. Now, I'm a gentleman at heart. I'm a gentleman at heart. That's how I present myself. Like, I don't come out here to argue. I'm not a barbarian. I'm not a pookie. However, I'm also a gentleman that says, you must be a lady for me to treat you like a gentleman. If you're a whore, I'm going to treat you like a whore. And I don't mind. If you're a sugar baby or whatever, a prostitute, I don't care what you are. A gentleman recognizes who you are. In fact, in order for me to say, you to say, a gentleman or a man pays for first dates, I only do that for ladies. Every lady deserves a gentleman, but every woman is not a lady. And every hoe, sometimes a lot of women are hoes and they ain't ladies. So ladies and gentlemen go together, not gentlemen and women. So if you tell a man he needs to pay, you're talking about a gentleman pays for a lady. Shout out to EZ Denaro. I did my time, coach, marriage to prison, and I ain't going back. Free agent lifestyle for life. <laughs> Teron McAdams says, 21 nuts salute. Shout out to you out here. Hey, hey yo, chill, get your nuts. Hey, yo. JC says, I'm taking my gordita to the picture movie tomorrow. Shout out to you there. Take your gordita out. And let's take you guys out with some gorditas uh, on a Taco Tuesday or well, we just got some big women out here. Take a look at this right here. Get the music. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's make way for our biggins today. We got our biggins out here doing all kind of, oh, yeah. Woo! Look at these gorditas out here today, ninja. Woo-wee! Mm-mm-mm. All right, take them out. Don't let them be seen in public. I'm going to clear the deck here. Make sure I got everybody before I get up out of here. We're going to be back tomorrow for Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings. We do have two more, three more I'm going to acknowledge as we get up out of here. Shout out to uh, Court. Uh, we're going to call you KP. Coach, no wonder pickup doesn't work even on normie women because it's like a John soliciting a prostitute and trying to convince them, uh, that, com- trying to convince that him paying in time and energy and love is worth more than the money she wants for her job revelations i just had this thought you are a prophet sir in fact i always considered uh people running game like uh approaching and picking up that's just soliciting i've been saying that for a long time haven't i been saying that in fact when men say when women when men say women are I'm sorry men are supposed to chase women how in a time's past you would be thrown in jail that would be a soliciting you couldn't run around in a time's past and hop from woman to woman and woman in the open and jump around dude that is that is a ninja you would land in jail for it i i, I the, the whole cold approaching thing is i'm just completely against it as a strategy i'm completely against it because it is in no way what men are supposed to do it is a desperation attempt for men who are looking and aiming just 
throwing a look at, at broken women. Now, should you know how to talk to women? Yes. I Should you be warm leads, hot referrals? I'm all for that. I'm not saying avoid talking to women. But cold approach, cold approach is for, cold approach is for broke ninjas. All right? It's for broke ninjas. It, it is. It's for broken women and broke ninjas. It's complete solicitation. It is. And by the way, you can't deny it. I, I tied this all together. All right? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I'm not letting y'all get away with this shit. He said, yeah, the mouthpiece works. No, it's nothing but an attempt to solicit whores, which would be tied into what I'm talking about. All right? I don't care if you were a supporter, Ninja. You could disagree. But nah, Ninja, we ain't reaching. It's a, it's too tied in. And it has nothing to do with being a man. Men didn't do cold approach. You would, you would walk up to a woman and, and express your interest. It was not done in almost any society. <laughs> not done. It's not done. Don't ever say this is what men do. It is not done. And it's for broke ninjas most of the time. Anyway. It's for broke ninjas. That's all it is. And, and that's what it is. Anyway, <laughs> right, anyway, it is not a good strategy at all. And it's not a way to learn how to talk to women at all. I don't know how y'all came up with this shit. Now, if you're 18 or 19, maybe, how do you come up with, hi, how you doing? My name is Trayvon. What's your name? Uh, can you get my number? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid to me. It is so dumb. Anyway, shout out to Larry says, just letting you know that I acknowledge you. Acknowledge me. He said, thanks for being on the front lines for us, coach. Shout out to the coach gang. What era would cold approach come from? And by the way, cold, cold approach comes from pimping and hoeing. Cold approach comes from pimping and hoeing. That's where it comes from. If you guys don't know, it's a pimp, what a pimp does to a potential prostitute. Y'all guys don't have no clue. That's where it comes from, where a guy would go up and try to get, and why would he do it? Because that woman meant money for him. It's what a pimp would do to a potential prostitute. She's walking down the street. He chases the girl down. Hey, how you doing? You up with for my pimping? You up for my pimping hoe? That's where cold approach comes from. It comes from pimping hoe culture. It does not come from mating and dating culture. <laughs> guys are stupid. Shout out to Juan. Appreciate you. I think I got everybody. Let's see here. It's what a pimp would do to track down a hoe. That's where it comes from. And it is not even close. Shout out to Cam for his last contribution. Yep, it's how you pull a bitch so you can make some money out of a woman's Mid parts. Anyway, shout out to the coach gang again. Dating and, and cold approach stems from prostitution. You guys are all tricks. You freaking tricks. <laughs> anyway, shout out to the coach gang. We out. Peace.